Hey, Billy. Pass me the worm. We're going fishing. Not going fishing for a little fish. We're going fishing for the body of Christ. I think I caught one. Whoop. Now look at that. Let's go fishing. Let's go fishing. How you guys all doing out there? How you guys all doing out there? I hope you're doing well. All right. So let's see. Uh, let's get this party started. We were dealing with technical difficulties earlier. Hopefully they all pan out as we talk about, you know, the end of the world and everything else. Here's my bro, Dr. B. How you doing, my bro? Am I on? You're on. We're live. And we're back. And we're back. Second Hallelujah. time. Hallelujah. Can you can hear me too? I can hear you. You can hear me. I can hear you. This is fantastic. Technology. Technology. We're all dealing with it all here right now. All right. Let me try something. I hope I don't lose you. Okay. He's trying something out, folks. Okay. Am I still there? You're still here. Your screen's a bit frozen, but that usually works itself out. Yeah. Okay. I tried okay. to go. I tried to go look at it through the channel so I could bypass uh, the chat, but that's that didn't work. <laughs> that's okay. So he's working. All right, on we're a, here. On a, yeah. Hey, everybody. Yeah. See in the clouds. Go, Jesus. See go. you in the clouds. Oh yeah. So uh, you know, make we can sure probably... get your new rapture mug. <laughs> come, Jesus, come. <laughs> and in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, this is a specially designed cup that in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, after we get raptured, it says, Go, Jesus, go! <laughs> Make your yeah. order yours by the dozen. That's right. That's right. Yeah, I got them on my Zazzle thing. If you guys want a Go, Jesus, go mug or whatever. Um, okay, so uh, we can probably talk for literally five to seven hours. We're probably not going to talk for five to seven hours, but we probably could. Uh, we we're definitely gonna... could, as we saw last night, uh, just yeah. just having a quick little intro about this. It's like, yeah, we were... okay, we better cut this. Yeah, we were like, okay, I got to go. But one more thing. And uh, so, I don't know, we talked for a good hour last night, it seemed. But um, so we're going to just review a lot of things that we said. We're going to add some more detail. We're going to take a step back and look at the whole larger 7,000-year plan in the stars. As Barry has some pictures here, we got about 30 pictures to share from Barry. We've got, um, uh, we're looking at the year count in general. We're looking at the season. We're, we're going to bounce all over the place. Look at the stars. Um, I've got the, this, this video called, what did I call it? The man child and his story. And, um, why don't I start there and, uh, we'll do have a little conversation about that. And then we can bounce into some of the things that you wanted to share. I'm going to show the stars on the screen. And this is, this is our perfect picture. And that, in my opinion, I think that this is this is the rapture uh, picture that we are wanting to be observing. When I right. and um, I'm just going to check my volume here. Yeah, volume's good. Okay. All right. Can you hear me too? Can I still yep. talk? Yep. Oh yeah. I yeah, just want to say we think the rapture might happen at the second Passover. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yep. So, yep. <laughs> this is what we're going to explain, and this is the alignment. This is what the sun, moon, and stars are telling us at this. Monumental date, and um, again, we're we're looking at a harvest. Let me see my harvest shirt. All right, continue, good man. 
All right. So now we're looking at this whole weekend in general, you know, May 5th through the 8th, you know, more or less, give or take. Um, so we've got Jupiter and let's just go back in time. And I got this big mouse to help. Maybe that'll help you see things. But let's go back to the Revelation 12 sign. And we're going to focus on on Jupiter. And so we've got this big sign of Jupiter, a birth. Uh, Jupiter goes into retrograde in Virgo. Uh, but take check it out. That's a good idea. Uh, Jupiter also goes to Sagittarius here at the end of uh, 2019. But what's interesting about Sagittarius is it's in Sagittarius right over what's called Corona Australis at the end of 2019 when it, it all basically started to happen. Okay, you see you see that constellation right there. Yes, this we 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 got to really hit this one because this is huge. So. Yeah. At the end of 2019, right before 2020, when something big happened, the man-child was highlighting the corona in the sky. All right, is everybody's jaw open, or did you, did you miss that? Okay, right before we had a pandemic of corona, the man-child was in conjunction with the corona. And the rider on the white horse, which we know is going to represent the false man of peace. The one to bring the answers. It's so that perfection. is just that is just so sweet. And so and not only that, we have a bit of a conjunction with the moon, the sun, and Jupiter in Sagittarius in and around the same time that it all started. This is right around uh, right around our Christmas date, you know, December 25th, 26th, give or take. There was a a bit of a conjunction with Jupiter, the moon and the sun in the head of Sagittarius. So uh, what, what I'm getting at here is Jupiter not only did started the, the real official watch of this watch community in, in 2017, but now it's, it's telling a story of when this whole world went into this whole Corona business together. <laughs> and, and so wouldn't it make a lot of logical sense to follow Jupiter after that and to see if it tells you another story for a time such as this and it sure does let's just hop over to 23 let me see it again and let's hop over to uh our suspected date here Minus and one. and there it is in pisces and pisces represents the church and we've been talking about this story a lot but let's well we'll get back to this in the video a lot so let's just go back go to 23 uh 30 our potential second coming time frame and of course <laughs> look at mine um you're what here we go. The no, this I got the live time right over our faces. Are you all right over there, Doctor B? Yeah. Um, <laughs> can you move where our faces are? Can you move those anywhere? Yeah, like up or down or there you go. Because uh, my my live timestamp was over the top of it. Oh, <laughs> okay. And I was like, I can't see you. I don't know what, what's going on. Okay, all so right. this is, is this better for you? Okay. All right. So, um, so we, we know that we're looking at 2023 as our rapture scenario and this picture as a rapture scenario. Now, so now what we do is we, we want to take a look at 2030 and at the end of 2030, you know, Jupiter again comes out of the womb and at the end of 2030 around the second, you know, our suspected second coming, uh, Jupiter's in Libra and it's in Scorpius. And it reminds us of 1 Corinthians 15, 55. Oh, death, where is your sting? Well, you're right. And, and then we have Venus in Sagittarius uh, 
probably right around Hanukkah, give or take, uh, Christ being uh, the ruler for the millennial reign, um, Jupiter, where, oh, death, where's your sting, and the sun in Ophetius, the champion. Okay, so what I, so the, the, the bottom line here is Jupiter is telling the entire story. Jupiter is telling the story from 2017 all the way to the, to the second coming. And so here we are in, in the most fascinating picture that I've ever seen in the stars. It's in the fish in Pisces. So we'll, we'll go back to there and then um, I'll show you one more time and then we'll get on with something else here. But it's right around, uh, you know, the fifth through the eighth. Where is it? Where do we go? There it is. There you go. There it is. Okay. All right. So let me just reiterate what you just said there. Perfect. The man child is in the place for the rapture for the birth because there's going to be two children born. One child is born before she travailed, mm -hmm. before she went into labor. Who has heard such a thing? So she is delivered of a man child that is caught up. Then at the end of travail, at the end of seven years of tribulation, there's another child. So Jupiter is right back there in the womb of Virgo in 2030. Exactly what we would hope to see at the end of the tribulation. And then as you were showing, it lines up for Jesus, the story of the millennial reign of the perfect Christ, the true rider on the white horse. He's perfecto. So, and Isaiah, what is it, 66 verse 7, I believe, uh, is... Um, well, let me get the the passage, uh, which is what you just said. So, yeah, let's see here. Isaiah 66, verse 7, I believe, is the verse. Yeah, before she travailed, she brought forth. Before her pain came, she was delivered of a man-child. So we're supposed to be looking for something that resembles a man-child. And wouldn't you know it, Jupiter certainly fits the bill. And um, it's perfecto. And like, and I shared some videos on uh, on how fish procreate, and you, you could, you know, that was the, cool. The, the stars are like that. it's so cool, right? Like the stars are kind of like we have to use our creativity, just like just like in music, you're you're being trying to be creative with what you're doing. God created music; He created art, and He's got art in the skies. That is His artwork. Psalm 19. What is it? Verse one, bro. What's Psalm 19, verse one? Let's let's go there because I think I think sometimes. Uh, the things we know so well, we gloss over, and this this is uh, an absolute, a law of God's universe, and this is this is what we're saying, and this is the linchpin of, of our whole understanding of this. What verse is it? It's uh, Psalm 19, verses 1 through 4. So, the heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament sheweth his handiwork. So, the sun, moon, and stars constellation and the wandering planets are known or the planets are known as wandering stars they declare his glory day unto day they utter a speech that that means every day you can look in the sun moon and stars and it's saying something okay that's that's what we're we're trying to get you to key into this is how god made it this is this is how he instructed us so day unto day it utters speech night unto night it sheweth knowledge and it goes to every language because it's sign language so everybody on earth is seeing this and we that have been studying it you know we don't expect the whole world to understand this but there are people that have been led to this understanding this teaching and we've studied it 
and and the Lord said, there's going to be a child born and caught up. The Lord himself showed us who the man child was with the Revelation 12 sign by having Jupiter. You know, Jupiter represents Christ because it's the king planet. It's striped and it's pierced and it has a, a, a crown. You know, so it, it definitely represents Jesus. But what are we? We are the body of Christ. So Jesus ascended up, but in book of Revelation, it says the child was caught up. So where's the child been? He's been on a long journey from Virgo all the way over to the exact path of the rapture. And he is represented by Jupiter now lining up in this perfect path. So this is why we're, we're focused on this. These alignments, when they happen on such critical dates, that increases the significance. And again, this is, this is a speech. According to God, he says, this is a sentence. What do you think that sentence says? Well, we look at it and we're like, well, there's the man child. Wow, he's in the cord of the caught up rapture fish. There's the door. I learned that the lamb was the door. Oh, I learned that the son is also like the bridegroom, you know? So all we're doing is, is we're telling the story that he taught us. But you can't suddenly look at this and say, well, that, now that doesn't mean anything because the Lord himself said, this declares a sentence every day and there's knowledge in it every night. And sometimes the story's not that uh, interesting. You know, it's like, Oh, the man-child's making his way, making his way, making his way. So that was the story for like five years. But now this story just got escalated to fever pitch. Mm -hmm. It's like, hey, that's a big story. Okay? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Quite honestly, this picture for me, uh, it trumps any day of the year. Like this picture for me is, in my opinion, is the rapture sign at this point. It's It's so good. I like um, how you said finish line. Yeah. You, you named that the finish line. And it it is it's so perfect because we've been running a race. What are we taught? Run the race to the end. You know, he who runs runs to win. And you run to cross. What do you do? What do you how do you end every race? You cross the finish line. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we've we've identified. Yes, Jupiter is the man child. That's us. That's the church. He's at the sign of the rapture. And we're going we're gonna to go over this. We're going to solidify, number one, that we're on the right timing. And number two, that we understand these constellations and that this is the path. Let's do the gospel. Okay. So I'll, any more on that before we move to the precession? I'll slide it in an encouraging verse. Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. That verse is talking about the race. There's other verses in the Bible talking about that um, that we brought up before in other live streams. But this is certainly what a beautiful picture. And, of course, all the, the uh, alignments with the King Charles stuff, we, which we probably won't get into on this video. But it's just perfect, perfect timing for, for everything. Uh, do you want me to show you some pictures that you had wanted to present? Yes. Yes. Uh, if you could go to 
that first one, that first set of 20, that's about the procession of the equinoxes. Procession of the equinoxes. Uh, let me see if I can get it. Okay. Procession. Precession. Precession. Now it might. Did you want me to get the? Um, I'll show you one, one with the word. word. Yeah, there, there it is. Okay. That one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 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 So, so can, can I, I hear your phone real quick? Okay. okay. So I'm gonna. I'm gonna read, read just a little, little bit. bit. In, In astronomy. astronomy Axial precession. Is showing, showing the pole or the, or the axis. axis. Okay. So, so in the, in the absence of, of precession, precession, the astronomical body would be in an axial parallelism. Okay. okay. Me, me, in, in other words, words paralyzed. paralyzed. Otherwise, otherwise, in, in one, one position, position, which we which don't, we don't have. have. Okay. okay. In, in particular, precession. precession can refer, refer to, to the gravitational shift in the, in the orientation of the Earth's axis around the rotation in cycle, which is, which is approximately, get this, 26,000 years. years. So, so, I know, I know that sounds a little bit uh, confusing, but you're going to get this in a minute. So, number one, it takes 26,000 years for it to make, make one, one complete rotation of perception. Okay. okay. Secondly, if you look, if you look down, down when, when this was, was discovered, it was, it was in, in the second century BC by Hipparchus, the astronomer Hipparchus. Okay. okay. So, so Josephus was, was in the first century BC. So he, he may or may not have understood this, this but this, this is, is why, why he said that. that the, the, the lamb, lamb or the sun, sun should be in the, the lamb, lamb at the time, time of Passover. Turn, turn, turn my mind down. down. All the All way. way. How's, How's that? that? I still, I still hear, hear an echo. I can turn my volume down. That might be the echo problem. Okay. okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Okay. So, so go, to go to the, the next, next picture, picture, please. please. Okay. Is that, that should be, be yeah, yeah, that one. Okay, okay so, so this, this is the simple, simple mathematical picture uh, that, that explains how to figure out, out precession. So, so I want you guys to take, take notes. notes. Just, just write, write that down, down real quick. quick. Just jot, jot, jot down, down a quick, quick diagram, diagram of that. that. Okay, okay next, next one. Next slide. Yes. yes. There, there you go. go. Okay, okay, so that's, so that's what, what it looks like. Over time, as the Earth is spinning around the axis, the, the axis, axis is also moving, moving slightly that makes, makes that, that cone. Okay, okay so, so the next, next one. one. All, right. All right. So this, this one shows exactly why we are now at what is, what is called the dawning of the, of the age of Aquarius. Okay. okay. So, so the equinox has been moving for the past 6,000 6, years. And, and every, every 2,000 years, 
it, it goes, goes to, to a next constellation. constellation. All right. All right. So, so we, we have just, just we're coming, coming to the end of the, of the age, age of Pisces, Pisces which, which is the age, age of the church. church. 2,000 years ago, it was, it was at the age, age of Aries, Aries or, or the, the Lamb. lamb. 2,000 years before that, it was, it was at, at the bull, Taurus. Taurus. Okay, okay next, next picture. picture. So now, so now you, go you go to the first, first one, one of those. those. Yeah. yeah. No, no, not, not that one. one. How, do How do we get, get rid, rid of the bad echo? echo? Should I use, use a microphone? Are they saying that there's an echo? Yeah, yeah, they, we're getting, we're getting in the, the cat, cat bad, bad echo. All right, well, let me let me do one more thing. I'll put on some he headphones, see if that helps. We will, we will figure, figure this out. out. All right, let's see if that helps. All right, all right. Does that, Does that help? help? It, it sounds, sounds like, like I'm. I'm now, what you might have to do is turn your speakers down in your room, but I don't hear an echo on my end. Then I can't, I can't hear myself. myself. Oh, oh, can, can I, I still, still hear Aaron, though? though? Well, I don't know. You can try and turn down your room speakers a little bit and see what okay, works. Okay, hold on. Got that an idea. Take over. Can you see him? <laughs> Echo is double. Okay, so they're just saying it's on Barry's end. It looks like because I got headphones in, so now it, there shouldn't be any echo now at this point. While you're doing that, I'll show you something that I was going to talk about, and I'll hide this on the screen. Um. All right, let me get this up. This is you, now Joseph, the man who uh, buried Jesus. Okay, um, Joseph from Arimathea. Arimathea. Okay, can uh, you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, I only have one pair of headphones that has a speaker. All right. So, is this working? For me, it, it is. Yes. And is the echo gone? I'm so happy. Because I don't hear an echo anymore. Okay, somebody said, no more echo. Tracy, thank you. All right, thank you, guys. Ryan Black said better. Julie Good. said better. Abbas Girl. Hey, we might as well do a little hello. Hello, Crimson, Kathy, Daniel, Paul, Kristen, Sandra, Bells, Lisa. Man, I'm out of breath. <laughs> I had to run to the east wing of the house. It's really far. <laughs> Or I'm really old. Okay. All right. All and, right then now, let, and let us know if our volume is balanced when we get talking. But um, yeah. But yeah we, good. Okay. Are we good on that? Looks like we are. Good start. Good, good. Start over. Okay. 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 All right. So we'll start over from the, the picture of the Equinox um, procession again. again. Okay, we start over uh, right here. Yeah. yeah. Okay. okay. So, so this, this is, is the mathematical. mathematical... You, wouldn't you wouldn't believe it. it. Start, start echoing on me again. again. 
What happened? How's, How's that? that? It's good for me. <laughs> These guys. guys. Now, now I got, I got about, about a two-second two delay echo. echo. Did, Did I, I do? do? Are, are you watching the stream on another device? Okay. I say okay, okay and, then, and then and then there it is again. Can can, can, anybody, can anybody else hear the slideshow slide causing, causing the echo? echo? The slideshow is causing the echo. Oh, okay. Mute the mic. Slideshow is causing the echo. I see. I see. It's my fault then. It's my fault. It's my fault. How's, how's that? It's my fault. That I know what's going on. The slideshow is causing it. Yeah. Let Let me try again. Okay. It's me. It's me. We're. I know what's going on. Do you have a lot of apps open on your phone? I don't know. No, it's me. It's me. It's me. Okay. okay Aaron says it's him. He gets it. He knows what's. He knows what's going on. Oh, and my okay. echo's gone. Thank you for whoever said, turn off my mic. Okay, so what I did was, I'm sharing the screen, but I turned off the audio, so you shouldn't be able to hear an echo at this point. Okay? Okay. Okay. I'm so sorry, everybody. Thank you for the worst five minutes ever of a live stream. <laughs> Hopefully we have got this organized. That's good. All right. I um, hope so. So let's get back to... Sounds uh, good now. Take three. Okay. All right. Go to the next one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. And so, again, the Earth spins around an axis, but that axis is slowly moving around over 26,000 years, and it will make that cone up in the sky. Okay. Go to the next one. All right. So, every 2,000 years, a different constellation is highlighted by the sun and by the equinox. And this is how God is telling his story. Let's go to the next one. Uh, now, do you want to read that thing again? or um, in, in the second century BC, an astronomer, Hippocrates, uh, discovered this, that the, uh, the uh, pole uh, makes this slight rotation. So I'll, I'll explain it more as we get through the picture. Okay. And so we got these three here. So now the first Stellarium picture. No, down below. Yeah. Okay. So um, do you want to go? Yeah, to it should ones? be. It should be the one right after uh, the Aquarius thing that we just showed. Yeah. Right okay, there. this one. That one should be. If they're in the right order. Yep, that's it. Okay, so this is the church in 2023. And this is right at Resurrection Day. And we see that the sun is in Pisces. Okay, move to the next one. And we are in the age of the church after the lamb was slaughtered, after Jesus paid the sacrifice, he ended the age of the lamb and started the age of the church. The church was always known as fish. Um, the early church was persecuted and hunted down and killed and arrested and beaten and everything else. So 
they developed this little sign when two would meet, uh, a Christian would make a kind of semicircle on the ground with a stick. And if the other person was a Christian, he would also complete the sign to make the fish. And of course, we see Jesus Christ, God's son and savior is that uh, Greek word for fish. Ichthos, yes. Ichthos. Perfect. So now let's go back to, um, so now you'll be at the next one. 30. The time of Jesus should be that one. Yeah. So now this is 30 AD. This is the age of Aries. This, this would have gone on for 2,000 years. And the sun was in Aries at Passover, the way it should be. But this, the equinox moves another constellation every 2,000 years. So it's impossible for the sun to be in the same place 2,000 years apart. Okay, so the theory was that we should keep moving the sun back to Aries to call that Passover. And, and this is why this is wrong, because God created the sun and the equinox to continue telling his story. Okay, this is a living word, a living story written in the sky. Okay, let's go to the next one. And this is just uh, reiterating. So this is that one. And okay. Yeah, that one. That Jesus is the Lamb of God. So this is the age of the Lamb. Okay, go to the next one. We're going to drop 2,000 years back further. This is the time of the Exodus. So now you see this is negative 1444. So 1444 BC. This is the date of the Exodus. This is when Moses was involved in bringing them out. So who do we see? The sun is highlighting the ox. So the ox represents the father, the head, the lead. Who was operating at this dispensation? This was God the father was bringing them out of Egypt by a strong arm, by a strong ox. So this is where we would expect in this age the sun to be at Passover, at the ox. Okay, go to the next one. So the first letter of the Hebrew alphabet is the Aleph, which is a picture of the ox, and it is the father. Go to the next one. And there we see the Aleph, first letter is the Abba Father, Yahweh the headship, the lead, the strength, the power. And remember, Moses, during the end of this dispensation, destroyed the golden calf. Okay? So God is telling his story of father being that work that brings forth the son, the age of Aries. Okay, next one. So now we're going to go back another 2,000 years to the creation date. And that's, you see how it says negative 3971. So that's 3971 BC. And that is the time that Adam fell. This is right at creation and, and during the years that Adam fell. So what do we see? We see the sun in Gemini. And the story of Gemini is the immortal brother 
and the mortal brother appointed to die. So what happened with Adam? We had an immortal. He was created immortal. And the Lord said, don't eat of that tree or you will surely die. So he became mortal, appointed to death. And as we, as most of you probably know, the names from Adam to Noah spell out the gospel of Jesus Christ. But here's the first part. Man is appointed mortal sorrow. So God has created the universe and created the earth to go around the sun and tell his story at the perfect time. But not only that, he has the ability to cause this story to evolve as we go through the 6,000 years. And he starts with Adam saying how man is going to become mortal and be appointed sorrow. And then we're going further on. This is the next one. Adam is spelled with those three Hebrew letters, Aleph, Dalet, Mem, the ox, the door, and the waters. So what was God saying is the ox will open the door to the waters. So we go from Adam at creation, man falling, and then the ox brings forth the door, which is Jesus Christ, the lamb, that opens and divides the waters, which is the fish and the people. All that hidden in his story, but he highlighted it with his precession of the equinoxes. Okay, oh, next this one. Is, this is a very similar one. Yeah, that was the one uh, that was just before I wrote in the okay. meanings. All right. And then we also have, looks like this one is another one. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. No, um, you skipped some. Okay. Go back a little bit. Maybe this one. Go, go to. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So what should we see? Now, we know at Rapture, we should see the sun should highlight Pisces and we should see Rapture fish. This is after the thousand year millennial reign. This is in the year 3031 A.D. What happens at the end of the millennial reign is the white throne judgment. So we go to rule and reign with Jesus Christ. We go to the Bema seat judgment. The Bema is all of our sins are wiped away and covered by Jesus Christ. And we are only judged for rewards. And we rule and reign with Jesus for a thousand years. But after the thousand years... Jesus is going to bring everybody back to life that was dead. This is the second resurrection, and they will face the white throne judgment. So what do we see? Where's the equinox now? Where's Passover now? Is in the left behind fish that gets judged. Okay, this is when God is separating the good fish and the bad fish. So this is exactly what we would hope to see at the thousand year millennial reign. Here comes white throne judgment. What are you going to tell in your story, Lord? What's in the sun, moon, and stars? The sun is highlighting the bad fish. And then we'll go one more jump forward, another 2,000 years, to the year 444 or 4,444. And this is at Passover in this generation. Now, this age is Aquarius. This is when 
the, the judgment's over. The false prophet and Satan have been loosed and then thrown into hell forever. And now we're reigning with God forever in perfect peace. And this is the age of Aquarius. So I'm hoping, well, uh, let's see what we got. I got another couple, I think. Or maybe one more. Well, we didn't get to th this one yet. I don't know if you wanted to see. That was just a reiteration of um, the a Adam's name. Okay. It looks like we got to all your. Go, yeah, you go back down and you were just about at it. It is right in the middle uh, over from. Yeah, that one. Okay. That's yeah. And that was just a reiteration. The heavens declare the glory of God. The firmament sheweth his handiwork day under day. Every day it's uttering a speech. If you know how to read it, you look at it and everybody would get the same story if they if they knew who the players are if they knew what the story is so my hope is that now we can put to rest this um theory you know it's it's awesome i love people that try to think outside the box and try to to uh, understand things that aren't established you know say no to the, to the traditions of men and that's how we find out new things like the fact that shavuot and pentecost are not the same feast and, and the Holy Spirit did not come down on Shavuot. If I was stuck with tradition, I never would have known that. But the, the idea of, of moving the sun to Aries all the time, it's, it was a good idea. But now that you understand the precession of the equinox, which is a mathematical fact, it is a scientific fact, and God created the science, and God created the math, and only God could tell that story. And here's the thing. If you go to an astronomer, with this story, and you tell them, and th this is an atheist astronomer, and they understand precession, and you go back and you show them the last 2,000 years, oh, don't you think it's interesting that our Savior was crucified at this when the sun was in Aries? And don't you think it's interesting that Moses was bringing them out by the strength of the ox 2,000 years before that? And oh, don't you think it's interesting that my story of Adam and Eve is told in the sun, moon, and stars by the astronomy that you like to think is so scientific and apart from God, my God created that. My God is the one that wrote that story. And there's nobody in NASA <laughs> that could have thought this story up, right? Or try to make this up. I mean, the, the, the conspiracy about the flat earth and the, and the NASA people, yes, we know NASA lies, but that doesn't make science not real. It, it doesn't make the sun not set and an eclipse not happen, okay? So, all right, we understand it. So we, we are at the second Passover. The first Passover passed, and it told the first part of the story. And now the second Passover is telling the more exciting part of the story. And, I'll, well, I'll, I'll get to that next part later. But does that make sense? Did, did we do a good job on that? I think we did a great job. So just to sum it up, a 30-second summary would be... Uh... In Adam's time, the sun was in Gemini. 2,000 years later, in Moses' time, the sun was in Taurus. 2,000 years later, when Christ died on the cross, the sun was in Aries. 2,000 years later, when the church gets raptured, the sun, uh, well, at the beginning of the, of the year, the sun was in Pisces, and now it's in, we're in the second month of that particular year. And so basically— And 1,000 years after that, the judgment fish, and 1,000 after okay. that is peace and ruling and reigning with Jesus in Aquarius. So essentially, that every two thousand years, it, it, it bumps back every constellation. So yes, Josephus wrote down that the sun was in um, Aries, but that he wrote that two thousand years ago. Yeah, uh, 
And so he was testifying and, and that, you know, that's a good testimony that um, in the future, you know, when we look back and we want to document when was, when was our Lord and Savior crucified? Well, we know that it was when the equinox was in the age of Aries. And, and so Passover, the sun would have been the lamb. But now at Passover every year, the sun has to be in Pisces to start the year and move towards the lamb. It can't be in the lamb and then move towards Taurus. That's you missed it. Abib. The word Abib comes from the strong word H24. It doesn't come from H24, but that's the strong reference. And Abib means um, from an unused root, meaning to be tender, green. That is a young year of green. Hence the name of the month Abib or Nisan, Abib year, green ears of corn. So Abib means green. And in a sense, you can connect it with green barley. So a lot of people are saying, uh, don't you guys get it? The barley's got to be ready. No, it doesn't have to be ready. It has to be green. It's got to be green. It's the month that exactly. it starts to, to grow. All so we need is is one first fruit offering, and that's the first fully ripened piece. So a beeb, in the month that starts a beeb, it should all be green. <laughs> and then by Passover and first fruits, it should, there should be just a few, a little bit ready. You know, that center portion of the first fruits that's brought to the high priest for God. Then we have the owner's portion that will be harvested. And the owner's portion is harvested in the second month in IR, right about the time of the second Passover. So there's a difference between first fruits and harvest. And exactly. So there's exactly. a time you present the first fruits and then you take, take a, it doesn't take uh, one hour to harvest the field. It takes a while to harvest yeah. the field. But then after you've made the harvest, you get all the grains and then you winnow the barley at, at, at one time. And it would make sense to be winnowing it in early May, which connects per beautifully with the, the story of Boaz and Ruth. Uh, Ruth comes to Boaz, I think is uh, Ruth chapter three, very early in, in it. when uh, it, Early in the barley harvest. He's winnowing barley. And that's when she kind of comes to his feet and it, it's just like the story here so if you use this picture right here uh with with um jupiter picture jupiter as ruth in this this story and she's at the feet of boaz as boaz is uh, a representation of christ right kingsman yep. redeemer our kingsman redeemer i think and boaz means quick or fast perfect anyway he ends up re redeeming ruth and and she's at the feet of in this story, she would she would be um, shown in the picture of Jupiter, and yep. uh, Aries would be the Boaz character, right? And so highlighted um, by the sun. But there's so so many stories where where there's like people fell at the feet of this and that. Just uh, uh, when Joshua went over the the Jordan, who does he meet? He meets um, what what is he referred to as? Jesus, the Jesus. captain. Of, well, it's pre-incarnate Jesus, but it's the captain of the guard. And what the is captain yeah, of the Lord's army? And what does Joshua do? He falls at his feet. Yep. Just just like here, Jupiter falling at the feet, just like Ruth falling at his feet. And um, what does John do in the book of Revelation when he sees Jesus in Revelation 1? He falls down as if falls he was dead. At his feet. It's perfect. The theme is right here in the picture. Um, but anyway, we want to tackle this barley thing, right? Yes. Okay. So should I pull up some of those pictures that you had? Um, that, yeah, yeah. Those three pictures, we can just cover that real quick. and then. Um, and then I want to talk about the path. I want to solidify. So I think we've solidified. We know when the equinox is and when true Passover 
the sun should be in Pisces during this age. Okay, so this is just a, a quick blurb on uh, the, the symbolism of IR, the second month, is barley. So they, they know they're harvesting barley during this month. And again, we are not the first fruits of the barley. We're the harvest. We're the big harvest. And the, you leave the corners, you leave the gleanings, and the gleanings must be killed. That's, what, that's what's so exciting is to know that God has this law that says the, the corners, the gleanings that are not dedicated, they must die. They must be destroyed. And we covered that on a couple of videos ago. But, okay, next one. Now let me read while you're on this topic of first fruits. Okay, First Corinthians fifteen twenty three. But each one in his own order. Christ the first fruits. Afterward, those who are Christ's at his coming. Verse twenty four. Then comes the end. And so yeah, Christ is the first fruit uh, of Christ is of, the first fruits, and then he'll take a group of first fruits, which is who he raptured uh, or resurrected right after his resurrection, and he presented them to the Lord as a first fruit. Then in the tribulation, we know the 144,000 will pre be presented to God as a type of first fruits of the wheat. Okay? So Jesus was the first fruit of the barley, the very first. And then he was the high priest that took the first fruits of the barley. Then he came back, walked with the disciples, and he ascended up as the first fruit of the harvest of Shavuot. Again, just the first fruit of the, of the wheat. In the tribulation, he will bring the 144,000 as a type of first fruits of the wheat. Then he'll harvest the rest of the wheat during the tribulation. So if you look at the Jewish festivals, you see where I have highlighted down there again, that during the first month, you got Abib. That's when you get your first ripe stock. Then in the second month, you make the big harvest of the barley, and you winnow the barley. Then at Shavuot, it's just the very first single ripe piece of wheat. But you end up harvesting wheat for the next three months. Okay? And then over there, you see where I said uh, have wine and av in the fifth month is when you're actually making the first new wine. The grapes are harvested a few weeks before in Tammuz, and then you have the first ripe new wine, and this is when true Pentecost is, and the Lord pours out the wine on the altar, which was pouring out the Holy Spirit on the 120 witnesses, and they became, as the witness said, drunk on new wine. So if, if you follow God's, agricultural calendar and you follow his sun moon and stars the the stories match identical identical okay next one mm -hmm. okay now which one do you want me to go to um this one yeah all right so there's 13 constellations and therefore 13 paths we're going to just look at the past and you all see if you agree there's one clear rapture path that is highlighted by two spots. Okay, one is the beginning of the path and two is the end of the path. So, so it's, it's, real, it's one path, but it's 
It's highlighted by two options. Okay. Now you're talking about the path to uh, Cephas right here. To right? the throne. Yep. Yeah. Now, so basically every path is, is being directed into this throne room. But if you notice, this first fish is the closest out of all the, the 12 major yep. constellations. So we're, we're going to get into that. Is that right? Want me to go yeah. to slide one? So yeah, now each slide should be numbered. So it should be like one, yeah. two, three, four. Yeah. yeah that, so the one was the, yeah, that's the one that, that kicked us off at Resurrection Day. And you see everything lined up. And there is Rapture Fish goes to my chains are gone, and then to Cassiopeia, the queen, the bride, sitting next to King Jesus. It's the only path that goes directly to God and tells a story of being caught up, your chains of bondage are gone, and you're set up to be the bride and rule and reign with Christ. That's our story. Okay, next one. Yep, number two. All right. So number two, this is second Passover. And you see, because of Jesus being highlighted now as the door, and I tried to draw in a little Jupiter there, <laughs> this story is still the same story. It's like it's kind of like the end of that story because Jupiter moved into a slightly better place. Okay, and that this is IR, which is April and May. Yeah. Okay, next. And this is this is a confirmation of what we just said because this is clearly the tribulation path. Taurus is the only constellation that goes back down towards the earth. And if you go from the throne, you go right through there's Perseus chopping heads, what happens in tribulation, chopping heads, and there is the sword of God. He blew with his nostrils and smoke and fire came out of his nostrils and, and lit up coals, hailstones and coals of fire. And then as you follow that, the next constellation is Iridanus, which is a river of fire with souls in it. Oh and from the book of Daniel, it says that the river of fire proceeded from the throne of God and consumed them. So that's, that's like hell. Okay, so Sivan, May and June, is clearly a tribulation pathway. That's not a rapture story, right? Yeah. No, it's if not Jupiter was right at the nose of Taurus, we wouldn't say, wow, that looks like rapture. And there's the river that, that Dr. B's I, talking about right here. Yeah, it's, it's that's Eridanus, and those are little souls in there that are in torment forever. So, okay, that, that's not a rapture story. I, I would be scared if we were there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't like it. Yeah, I like number okay. two the most. Go Here's ahead. number four. Number four is you got um, Ariga, which is the guy. He is taking people away. Again, look, he's taking people away from the throne. All right. He's not taking them up to the throne. I used to call this guy Rapture Man. But he is taking people running away, like as if people are being taken and carried away from danger. So this is a, in the tribulation, people will be snatched away from danger and protected for 1260 days. So this is in the month Tammuz, and this is June and July. Next. So in the month of Av, we got, you know, the crab there uh, represents the sheepfold, but you got a lynx on top of them and then a giraffe in the way. 
again, this is not a path to God. This, this really, I'm not sure what this says. <laughs> Next, but I, I don't want to get raptured from the snakehead. I mean, I mean, I do. Yeah, but exactly. I, but this yeah, is, it, it doesn't really paint the nice picture of uh, of of the of the fish, the church. So, yeah. Um, here we go. Number six. Number six. Out of order. Okay. Okay. So now look at this. This is kind of cool. If this was standing straight up, it's like the throne goes through the bear and the young. I think it's a young lion, right? And then he's the lion of the tribe of Judah. So this is an end time sign. All right. God descends his throne straight down. And he becomes the lion of the tribe of Judah that rules. This is in the month of Lul. So I'm thinking this is an end time sign, end of the tribulation kind of thing. Then, of course, number seven is your feast of trumpets and the fall feast. Now, look at look at what's highlighted. So we got Israel is represented by the virgin. She brought forth the man child that was caught up. What's her future? There's the harvest guy with the sickle in his hand. So you can expect if the players are in Virgo, sun, moon, and stars, and, and, and the, the uh, appropriate planets, that's what, it should look, that's what we should look for at the end of the tribulation at the harvest. Makes perfect sense, right? But it's not a rapture sign. I like it. And number eight. Number eight, the, uh, you got the scales. You got a lot of fighting. You got Satan and then Hercules battling the, uh, the multi-serpent. You got Ophiuchus has got just that one corner of him. And then um, the guy down there stabbing the, the wolf. Looks like tribulation to me. I, I mean, it, 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 I can't see anything in there where I would say, wow, this looks like a rapture pathway. Absolutely not. And it doesn't even lead to the throne. It leads to Satan. So that's yes. it, Heshvan. And remember, mm -hmm. he says, pray that your flight not be at winter around the Hanukkah. And look what's going on around the Hanukkah. Looks like war. Okay, number nine. Uh, the more trouble. We got the scorpion. And you got Hercules and Ophiuchus and Satan. And it's, it's just more battle. And this is during the month of Kislev. Oh, I, I had mixed that up. Kislev is, is Hanukkah. The one before is the uh, chest fan is when the flood is. So minor detail. Sorry about that. Okay, okay yeah. we're almost done. Number 10. This is Tibet, November, December. And um, you see people fleeing and being protected. You see the, the eagle. They were given two wings of a great eagle, and they flew out into the wilderness and were protected. There's a shield of protection. And shielded from the Antichrist was is represented during the tribulation by this sign. So this looks like in the middle of the tribulation, something's going to happen here. And this is this is where that that verse would apply. Pray that your flight not be in winter, as maybe that's exactly when it is at the end of Hanukkah. Yeah, I certainly uh, one of my favorite midpoint scenarios would be Hanukkah, because that's what happened at Hanukkah. Mm -hmm. But um. But we'll see how it all plays out. And right. number 11, that's <laughs> a very unremarkable. <laughs> we got we got Capricornus, uh, a microscope, <laughs> a horse's head, and an itty-bitty little dolphin. <laughs> so anybody's guess is good. Oh, and, and look down there. We got the uh, statue of a, a wooden Indian uh, that, that sells cigars. I mean, that. That's just, <laughs> over, over here, yeah. I, 
I I do not understand that constellation. All it right. looks like a cigar store uh, Indian statue. Uh, that oh. it seems kind of racist. I'll take the I'll take the fish one. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, Adar again. It's Aquarius. He's pouring out judgment. It's it's definitely not a path. Uh, you know, it, it again. It looks like stuff coming down. Although we do see the edge of Pegasus, the church. But that's Adar. And then the last one is Adar 2, which is left behind fish and the statue of <laughs> somebody's bust. I don't know if that's Shakespeare. But again, that's uh, like judgment fish. And so I think if we were to ask 100 watchmen surveyed, what's the rapture sign? This, this baby is the gem. So this is, this is the pathway. There's no doubt about it. From Pisces, the rapture fish, to Andromeda, my chains are gone, to the bride Cassiopeia and the throne. That's the throne room. And as Aaron, as you showed the other day, how Cephas in the throne is always in the northern sky. And then you showed the northern lights. Are you able to show that again with this one? Yeah, I can show you. What what I'll do is you guys are probably familiar with Northern Lights, but what I'll do is I'll I'll just show you the general theme here. So Cephas above the horizon is it, Cephas is always above the horizon. Whoops, let's do uh, let's turn the landscape on. Okay, and um, we'll go like this. And if you notice, Cephas is always above the horizon, and so and if you, if Cephas is the throne room. Or you know, if the throne room is represented through Cephas, the Northern Lights would be when the Northern Lights come on, they they go over in the evening and they would be covering Cephas. So when Ezekiel's having his vision, and also in Revelation when it's talking about you seeing rainbows in the throne room, I think these guys are actually literally seeing the Northern Lights in front of Cephas. So I, I think this. I, I love those rainbows colors. That is so cool. Yeah, like I, I showed a video or two of. Um, you know, of it look it, it looks just like how you would expect to see it in in the throne room. It's not going to be just one little rainbow. It's going to be these brilliant, beautiful colors moving in waves round about the throne. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, I, we could pull up a video, but I think you guys get the picture. Like, just picture rainbows flying around Cephas right here. Yeah. Um, and so that's perfect. Um, another additional thing we should look at this whole picture. Like, there's more to this whole story here. I, should I turn that? Yeah, turn that off. Yeah, turn, turn that, that off. off. We like that too. I like that. Um, Saturn is in, is in Aquarius At, on our Rapture weekend. It's in perfect conjunction. Bowls could represent uh, judgment. Mm -hmm. We've got Mercury, the messenger planet, right under the horns of Aries. And remember, uh, the horns are first and last trump. So At perfect. the last trump, we're going to be called up. There's the yep. last Trump being highlighted. Mm -hmm. There's Oranus right in the foot of Aries. Over here, we've got Venus in the right hand of uh, Orga. Origa. Origa. <laughs> which I think is attached to the bands of Pisces. Gemini, Mars. Okay, you know Thomas the twin, right? Yeah. Well, right around the time when Thomas would have been poking Jesus. Uh, after Passover, Mars is in conjunction with Gemini right here. So, right. So, 
you know, again, I don't, maybe you can give me a more accurate uh, day count. Immortal putting put his immortality. He's the like, one mortal gonna... brother and the immortal brother. Yeah. And so Thomas is saying, you know what? I'm not going to believe it till I see it. Okay. Well, if we are saying that Passover was around the, what was it? Around the, the seventh or six, something? seven, right or, around here, yeah, six, seven, eight, nine. And the suns are in the Jupiter are really declaring it, basically being in conjunction in the in that yeah. first Pisces. Well, look at Mars. Mars is telling a story too. Mars is telling us the Thomas story, because uh, a few days later, just like the story, he's and it says in the Bible in John twenty that he is the twin, Thomas, one of the twins. He's poking Jesus, and, yeah. <laughs> and it's telling the story. It, it it's perfect. Yeah. And uh, oh yeah. So what else was there? Okay, there there's something called uh, there's a. Uh, Esther, Esther is right here. Um, oh yeah, and and uh, and don't forget the uh, Nebula one fifty three. Ah yes, I'll have to get that. Um, but I just I just saw that uh, recently uh, uh, about Esther. What what is Esther? A, a star? A... Well, the Book of Esther, right? But that that's yeah, yeah. In, but uh, there's a, this constellation reference of Esther. Uh, that I don't know the constellation reference. But we have Esther here, and there was another. Uh, what was there's another one I wanted to show. Oh yeah, Apophis, 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 Apophis is uh, right here in the Left Behind fish on our Rapture weekend as well. It's in conjunction. Everybody's freaking out about Apophis. Well, there it is. And, and where's the 153 Nebula? Okay, so now you can't find it on this program. So let me just uh, see. Oh, you if can I just can... tell us where it would be. Well, is it is it right there by rapture fish? It's like right here. Let me see if I can find it here. I think I can find it. Is it was this the good one? Let me just see here. Uh, I don't All right. Well, while, while you're finding that, I just want to make a, a note. Hezekiah, which oh, means strengthened of God. Okay, you got it. It's right there, right where Jupiter. Right where, right at the band. This is the band, and it's right there where the where that eclipse was. It's that is just. Absolutely perfect that the 153 yeah. fish is lined up with that band of the caught up fish. I mean, that's the catch. And 153, for those that don't know, is one plus two plus three all the way to 17. If you add that up, it's 153. So it's a perfect number, a perfect completion, representing a perfect rapture, complete catch, and none lost, and the net didn't break. Mm. And um, that in Gematria, it means the sons of God. Yeah, I was just going to say. Yeah. Elohim. It's perfecto. And so when Jesus said, when they caught the fish, he's basically declaring that he is God mm -hmm. by by get, having them catch 153. It's, yeah, it's, it's by it's having really them perfect. catching the Benai Elohim. It's like, I am. I am the man. They cast it on the right side, and I am. So again, the, the first story of uh, second Passover that, that was celebrated was Hezekiah, King Hezekiah, good king. And um, he uh, instituted this and he was appointed to die. And, and God granted him more life. He got 15 more years. And Isaiah was instructing him, what sign would you like the sundial to move backwards or forwards? and Hezekiah wanted it to move backwards. And so God stretched out the heavens a bit and the, the ecliptic of earth and made the year longer. 
And this is at the same time that Hezekiah was going to receive his 15 more years of life. And other nations have confirmed that that's when they changed their calendars. So the guy that was first to institute the second Passover celebration corporately, Hezekiah, his name means strengthen of God. And we wait upon the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall Hezekiah us. He shall be strengthening of us. He's the guy that did second Passover. The Songs of Ascent are written about the songs of ascending, the 15 songs of ascending up to heaven. And they are written by Hezekiah for his 15 years that he got. So all, all that ties in together that we are waiting and being strengthened by him. And we're looking at a second Passover that, that we got passed over on the first one. But wait for it because the big harvest is actually in the second month. And this is the time when we get raptured. The earth's going to give birth to its dead, and there's going to be a, a great wobbling of the earth, and the time is going to go back to 360-day years. So the connection that Hezekiah was involved in all of this, and what should we see right after the rapture is the time should go back. According to God in the book of Revelation, he, he starts referring to him as 360-day years again. And it happened at second Passover. So I just wanted to throw that out. We are looking and sometimes everything looks so perfect. And you're like, it can't get any more perfect. How, how can this story pass? And I think that we're supposed to be understanding this story more and more each time that we hear it, which is exactly what's happening. And we understand if, if it's not the actual time of the rapture, it was still the story of the rapture. So this is not to place all your bets and, 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 and count your money 100%. This has to be it. But this is this story that was meant to be told. And, and as the Proverbs say, you know, it is, it is the wisdom of, uh, that you accumulate. This is the delight of the father. And a, and a wise man will, will not only increase in wisdom, but encourage others to enjoy learning so that we are we're excited because the story in the heavens is saying this is a rapture story and we know how old israel is and we're already in overtime right we're running on and, what i'm saying yeah so uh you know ask me why i think it's going to be at an appointed time why, why do you think? Ask me why the rapture is going to be at an appointed time. <laughs> why do you think it's going to be at an appointed time? <laughs> All right, I got a visual aid. Okay. So this is what Jesus did in his life. The highlights. Okay. Every single thing happened at appointed times. He's, he's highlighting Shavuot, Hanukkah, trumpets, atonement, Passover, Pentecost, Elul, atonement again, the time you bring in the lamb, the wedding in Nisan, Hanukkah again, Sukkot again. He, he brings out Lazarus right before Passover. He has all the Passover signs, the unleavened bread sign, the first fruit sign. 
he brings up, he resurrects the dead on their first fruits and presents them to the Lord. He comes back down and walks with them for seven Sabbaths, and then he arises on Shavuot. You guys will believe me eventually. He pours out the spirit on Pentecost. He anoints Paul on the Feast of Oil. He's going to rapture us. He's going to use one of his things. Now, the second Passover is really unique. And I think, it, like you were saying yesterday, Aaron, it make everybody happy. It would, appease, it would appease the imminent crowd because it's not technically a feast day, but it is an appointed time. It's a, it's a, now, here's the interesting thing about Second Passover. Second Passover is in Numbers 9. Why did it start? Where did it come from? It came because the man was coming to Moses and saying, you know what? We want to make this right with, with God. If, if we touch a dead body, we can't, we can't do first Passover. We're supposed to wait for a certain amount of time. I think it says in Numbers 19, you got to wait seven days or three days or something of that nature if you touch a, a dead body. And mm -hmm. so they say, Moses, uh, what can we do? And Moses, okay, one second. Uh, let me go talk to God. I'll get back to you. And he goes, okay. I talked to God and he told me. So if you've been on a long journey or if you touch a dead guy, um, second Passover is going to be on the 14th day of the second month. And this started because man came to God. God didn't say, look, guys, if you missed it, I'm making a new thing. Now, this bleeds into something else, though. Uh, Passover, when Jesus died, there was a guy named Joseph of um, Arimathea. And he took the dead body. He, he went to Pilate and said, hey, um, you can find this in, I think, all the Gospels. All, I think all mm -hmm. the four Gospels have this story. Because let me take the dead body and, and and put him in the tomb. And so, the funny thing is, if he's if he has to um, live by the law, he can't celebrate Passover because he's dealing with the body of Christ. And so he would have um, he would have celebrated Second Passover because he touched and, and and somebody just sent me somebody sent me a comment that said the same would have been said for John because John yeah. would have touched the dead body and. So, yeah, and John's name means grace, and Joseph means to add to, or 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 shall shall add. He shall add. I think I'm pretty sure about that. Well, I, so you know, yeah, yeah. Th that is that is. I mean, right there, Jesus is making provision for the people that took care of him right at that time. It's it's actually very prophetic in a way because he maybe he instituted it. To really uh, to bring strong uh, use of it when he died on Passover into, and also yeah. uh, we've got this whole uh, bride concept and groom concept, and you know Jesus has his day, and does the bride have her day a month later, just like Mother's Day and Father's Day, about a month apart, you know, that kind of concept. But I wanted to say this definition: it's Joseph of Arimathea, and what does Arimathea mean? I looked it up, and it means uh, a lion dead to the lord so Ooh. joseph from a lion dead to the lord and if you look at the stars back in 30 a.d i'll show you i i've got the, the 30 a.d here i think this is it and hopefully this is the right screen oh it's white right now okay but look we're uh at the time of uh, our suspected time that if he died in 30 a.d oranus was in conjunction with regulus right around the time that right. um in in Leo, in the lion, and uh, Joseph from Arimathea, a lion dead to the Lord. Isn't that cool? Mm, that is very cool. There's, in, in so, that there's so much when we get up there. 
that he's going to fill us in. Oh, and also, it, yeah. probably every part of the constellation was always telling an accurate story. We're just scratching the surface. My screen's all messed up here, but um, Jupiter was in uh, in Pisces as well, uh, right around that time of second Passover. Oh, yeah, I remember you showed that last time. I'm trying to get it. Oh, there we go. So there it is. This is the same thing 2,000 years ago. Now, now Jupiter takes a 19-year, uh, is it 19 or 12? 12-year uh, cycle around the constellation. I, I think it's a 12-year cycle. So it just so happens that Jupiter during these last 2000 years has gone around there and ends up at the exact same spot. And Passover was like at the same day, April, um, April 5th in 30 AD and April 5th and 6th in 2023. Yeah, it's perfect. So the picture on second Passover at that time is the same picture that we see at this second Can Passover. Can you pull up that video? Yeah. My phone's oh, okay. My wife's phone's about to die. <laughs> Oh, okay. You, you got a plug or something? Yeah, she's plugging in. All right. I'm going to share something else. This is from the Talmud. And, you know, we don't take this uh, as biblical uh, proof, but this is something that we should certainly acknowledge. So um, let me see here. Uh, da, 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 da. Okay. So this is in the Talmud. Talking about 40 years leading up to the destruction of the temple in 70 AD. During the 40 years prior to the destruction of the second temple, the lot for God did not arise in the high priest's right hand at all. So that's number one. So too, the strip of crimson wool that was tied to the head of the goat that was sent to Azel did not turn white. That's number two. Number three, in the westernmost lamp of the um, candelabrum did not burn continually. Number four, and the doors of the sanctuary opened by themselves as a sign. That they would soon be opened in by the enemies. Can you hear me still? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was. I'm... You're making Sorry, your I was talking in class. <laughs> <laughs> Five minutes in the corner. <laughs> but anyway, the point of it, what I just said was there was four things leading up to the destruction of the temple that happened for 40 years straight. And that's documented in the Talmud. And um, the big thing here is the strip of crimson wool that was tied to the head of goats did not turn white. So, uh, the story goes that the crimson wool that was tied to the goat turned white, and that would represent on on the Day of Atonement, that would re represent that their sins were forgiven uh, for for that year. But after Christ died in 30 AD, the theory here is the story is that uh, it did, never turned white, and so they this were not forgiven. And then their punishment was 40 times seven times seven again, which uh -huh. brings us to the end time. Of 2030. Yes. Yes. So, so it, that's perfect. It's perfect that you brought that up because that ties into this perfect. Okay. So 40 times 49 is 1960. 70 AD plus 1960 is 2030. Our suspected, you know, second coming ended the whole thing. So that fits like a glove. But if you want to count the Jubilees in 50 year counts, well, then you just, you do that from 30 AD from our suspected time uh, year that Christ died. Well, that also brings us to 2030 because 40 times 50 uh, yeah. is 2000. 40, 40 exact, which is two days, right? It's or just perfect. If you want to use the 50, it works. If you want to use the 49, it works. They both, it fits like a glove.
Yeah. And and then yeah, I like that. We've shared before the 20, 30 coins. Uh, Joseph was sold for 20 coins mm -hmm. in the Old Testament. Jesus was sold for 30 coins in the New Testament. We got a nice 20, 30 match. Um, I want to like read uh, a little bit of Song of Songs. Mm -hmm. Again, just a, a final stamp mm -hmm. on um, our timing. Can you see this okay? This is, this is the I, – I got it right here. Okay. But uh, I'm going to start at um, chapter 2, verse 10. But again, this is the this is the story of the rapture of the bride. So the bride yells out, My beloved spake, he said unto me, Rise up, my love, my fair one, and come away. In this story, you're going to hear the other signs that confirm the month of Nisan. There's there's ten signs. Okay? And we, we posted that list on some of the last things that we did. But it all comes, and it's all uh, uh, verified in the Song of Songs. So, come away, my love, my dove, my fair one, come away. For lo, the winter is past. That's number one sign that you're in spring. The winter's past. The rains are over and gone. Now, that doesn't mean it's not going to rain anymore. It just means the heavy winter rains are gone which is true, happened last month. The flowers appear upon the earth, okay? The flowers appear. We, we are in the time of life. This is the time of spring. The time of the singing of birds comes. How long have you all around the world been hearing the birds singing out your window in the morning at 6 a.m., waking you up? The voice of the turtle dove is heard in our land. I, some of your verses may only say the voice of the turtle but it's the turtle dove, and they only make their song, they only speak, they're only noisy during this time of year. They're in Nissan, and that's, that's when they're mating and courting. So the voice of the turtle dove, another confirmation. The fig tree putteth forth her green figs, and the vines with the tender grape give a good smell. Arise, my love, my fair one, and come away. So we know that God says... The rapture is going to be at this springtime. We hit spring. We hit the Passover. We are now looking for the barley harvest, which I say the, the second Passover and all these things we found with the sun, moon, and star is telling this perfect story that this, this is the rapture story, and it's the rapture time. But I would give us even all the way up to Shavuot. Again, Shavuot is the first fruit of the wheat. So we are a barley harvest. To my knowledge, there's nothing in the Bible that said after Jesus brought the first fruits of the barley, after he was the number one, he became the high priest and presented the first fruits of the resurrected to the Father, but he never came back and harvested the whole field. So that's why I feel so strongly. And as, as you hear about how you harvest barley, it's gathered, it's winnowed, it's put on a big sheet, tossed in the air. The Ruach, which is the name of the Holy Spirit, blows off the chaff and you got white pearly barley that is caught up on a white cloud. That's the story of the rapture. We will be changed in a moment in a twinkling of an eye by the 
sound of the trumpet responding to the Holy Spirit, which blows off our chaff, we become white pearly and we're caught up to that white sheet, which is the clouds. As God's telling us, it's a barley harvest. Then the wheat harvest, we know the 144,000 are the first fruits of the wheat. We know Jesus himself was the very first of the wheat, the first of the resurrected, the first of the, of the new glorified body of wheat. Then he's going to take the 144,000 as the first fruits of the wheat. And then the tribulum is ground over the rest of the wheat. The harvest of wheat is the end of the world, the tribulum. And then at the very end, he gathers the fruit with the sickle. So we come to this place once again where we say, this is so perfect. How can we pass by it? And um, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> what do you think, Aaron? I, uh, I don't uh, know how we could pass by it. I just don't think we can. This is what I want to do. I want to play a little game with you. All right. I, I'm going to read you some Bible. And I want you to stop and pause me whenever you see it in the picture in the stars in this picture that we have on the screen. Okay. Gotcha. You just interrupt me as much as you want. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven. So you're, already, the, you're already seeing, you're already seeing that it. lamb looking like he did. Come down and the sun is highlighting him. With a shout, with the voice of an archangel. Ain't that good? Mercury. It's absolutely perfect. Right under the, the... Right under the horn. I was waiting for you to say, and the trump of God... And okay. there's the trump of God. <laughs> and with the trumpet of God, yeah. And the dead in Christ will rise dead first. Dead in Christ. Then. The fish, you know, representing being brought to life and coming out. Mm -hmm. There's the fish. One was taken, one was left. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together. Caught, caught up. up. How do you catch a fish? You caught, you caught him. It's you the same him. word. Yeah. To meet the Lord in the air and thus we shall always be with the Lord. Therefore, comfort one another with these words. All right, here's another question for you, which you already know the answer to. When Luke, when Jesus started his ministry, uh, did the disciples catch the fish on the first time? When he no. came to the fisherman? No, he didn't. But what, what did he say to him, Dr. B? Cast your net on the right side. And then they caught the fish. And, not and the so... Side. Not the wrong side, not the left. Yeah, those on the right. left are wrong. Are the to left. the left, to the left. Everybody put your the box to the left. <laughs> to the um, right. So anyway, so that's the first story of, of Christ's ministry. Uh, so the first time they'll catch, the second time, yeah, they got to catch. Okay, in John 21, uh, did they catch the fish the first time they tried it, Dr. B? No. Then they'll catch it. say no. No. But the second time, what does Jesus say? Can Cast I play? <laughs> <laughs> no, I should get him involved. I, <laughs> I should get him involved. Yeah, uh, I told um, I told him he's not allowed to be in this one. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? Okay, so actually, speaking of uh, Mr. Bones, um, you've been touching a dead body this whole time. Anyway, I know, I know. That's what I always say. It's like me, me, and Mr. Bones. We need that second Passover. <laughs> all right, for all you people that don't know, Mr. Mr. Bones is is not real human bone. <laughs> what? What? You're just telling me this now? Put me back in the ground. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mr. Bones, what would I do without you? Hey, I got an idea. 
Oh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you want to go? You gonna want to go fishing? Yes. <laughs> you and me going fishing in the dark, lying on our backs, and we're catching the Hey, star. ain't that a country song? Look, yeah. I'm country. And also, I brought my horse. <laughs> Good boy, lightning. All right, I'm riding lightning on the way out of here. When we go up, I'm riding lightning. Yeah, I, I, I... Hey, what happened? I'm hearing myself. Is that you? Oh, my oh. wife. Daniel 12 and uh, Revelation 10. Did you... Did I... Oh, it was a while ago. I did one of the live streams that I did. Okay, I'm going to read a little bit of Daniel 12 with this picture in mind. At that time, Michael shall stand up. Mercury. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you get 2,000 points. Okay. All right. At the time, Michael shall stand up, the great prince who stands watch over the sons of your people, and there shall be a time of trouble. Uh-oh. Such as never was since there was a nation, even to that time. And at that time, your people shall be delivered. Everyone who is found written in the book. And many of those who sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake, some to everlasting life, some to shame and everlasting content. Those who are wise shall shine like the brightness of the firmament, and those who turn many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. How about that? Shine bright like a diamond. <laughs> yeah. Like a white pearly barley. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. It's in this, the picture's right here. It's perfecto. It really is. And so, again, I just want to reiterate that this is absolutely the sentence that the Lord said his heavens are declaring this sentence. You know, he gave us revelation and lead by the Holy Spirit to understand his word. It's like we've received a word and we are interpreting. He gave us the interpretation, those gifts of the Spirit, and we are interpreting this sentence. Any of you that have done any amount of studying can understand, yes, you are speaking the truth. You, you will listen. You will testify. Yes, they are speaking the truth. That is the man child. That is the bridegroom. That is the door. That is the rapture fish. That is the sword. That is the church. That is the beast. That is the restrainer. <clears throat> We're not trying to you know, get you to believe something uh contrived this is this is just straightforward it you know if you know a little bit so the lord said give give us he would give us that word he would lead us by the holy spirit he would tell this story so again this is the rapture story since since resurrection day and that conjunction the great bridegroom the son coming out to grab the man child and now he's leading the way Again, we say, come, Jesus, come. But then after he grabs us and he's at the lead, we say, go, Jesus, go. Mm -hmm. And we're just like going that way straight to heaven and we're leaving it all behind. And then two will be in the field. One will be taken. The other one will be left behind. And the, the wise virgins will be the bridesmaids will be taken with the bride. But the foolish virgins will be left behind. And they'll be facing the tribulation. And the Lord gave warning to church people that would be left behind because they are not 
understanding, trusting in, and relying on the gospel. They're not relying on the blood of Christ. They're relying on something else, or they don't even acknowledge the blood of Christ. They just think Jesus is a guy. So, yeah, we are, we are witnessing the rapture story. Is this another warning? Is this another warning that, okay, here it is. I'm going to rapture you, and you got a few more days. Or, or you know, but I'm telling you, my, my heart is convinced by studying the Lord's patterns. It's going to be an appointed time. So if this passes, we hang on to what would revolve around a second Passover unleavened bread type week, which would include what you're seeing there. The, the true second Passover is like the fifth. Is that correct, Aaron? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, and so three days later is when the conjunction is more perfect, representing like the resurrection, the second resurrection day. Exactly, right around the flood date of second and yeah. 17th day. We know that's reversed, but yeah. And then, you know, and then we just, if we're still here, we all hold tight until what would be Shavuot, which will be, I believe, June 3rd. Can you go to June 3rd and see what we see? Yep, let's do that. So, you know, we want to pay attention mostly to Jupiter, that man-child. Is the man-child going past the door? And so, you know, the fish and the band is the perfect. But again, if it's a warning, we still could go, as long as Jupiter's in this vicinity, so is this, this would be Shavuot? This is June 3rd, yeah, I... That's so right. now the sun is highlighting Taurus and the bull, but Jupiter is still hanging around the door. Okay, so we're, we're not in any trouble. Um, from my memory, when I looked at this before, Jupiter now is going to hang out at the Lamb for a whole year. Yeah, well, let's take a look here. So this is now, this is the, the path of Jupiter. It just kind of hangs out there for the year 2023. 20, and it's completely gone by well let's just take a look i think i think by next passover it will actually pass over to the next constellation but yeah. there you are there's next passover yeah gone and now it's in Taurus. so you know worst case scenario here's worst case scenario next passover 2024 if we are still here <laughs> ay, ay, ay. Mm. <laughs> my life is great <laughs> I'm doing fine. <laughs> I look up uh, for the rapture. I find all the perfect signs. It doesn't happen. I'm doing great. Excellent. <laughs> My life is real good. My life is real good. <laughs> but that's from Worst good. case scenario, you go all the way till next year, Passover 2024. That's the second great American eclipse. Yeah, and that and that eclipse actually happens in this area of Pisces. Yeah, I think it's April eighth at yeah. three o'clock. It might be April. Uh, let's see here. Oh, let's find out. April eighth. I think it's actually the tenth. Three thirty. Let's take a look. Oh so yeah, you're right. Yeah, April fifteen hundred. Fifteen hundred hours. There it is. Yeah, there it April eighth. In that first so, fish. that's next Passover. 
And if you look around there over these days, that wouldn't be Passover, you, would it? Are you sure that's Passover? Um, that's I don't think moon. it's exactly. Well, is it Passover? No, no, no. It it, it might it might be the whole month before, but but you know what we're talking about is the the getting close to Nissan again because at yeah. a conjunction two days later is the new sliver, so it would be it wouldn't be Passover, but it so would be the start the, of the, Nissan. There you go. Yeah. But if if anybody wants to study this, go to this day and go forward and backwards a little bit, and you're going to see all the incredible amount of conjunctions with Uranus and Jupiter and Venus and Mercury and Venus and Jupiter and Mars and Jupiter and Saturn. I mean, it's next year is crazy, which I kind of hate. I wish it wasn't. But if you if you just watch all these planets and just click one day forward, one day forward, one day forward, you're going to see like five conjunctions all around this great American eclipse. And, you know, we all expect the destruction of America after this great American eclipse. Will it happen that day or is it another warning? But it makes a perfect X going through 12 states on the 33rd parallel going through seven places named Salem, a 70-mile swath that was seen for two hours or two minutes and 33 seconds. Everything about that, that sign was, was so prophetic. And the end of it will be the same thing, 12 more states crossing. And at the X is like little Egypt in southern Illinois. And then all these crazy conjunctions. So, yeah, I'm hoping that's not rapture time but we we have so much to look for right now and again israel's too old in a couple weeks they turned 75 abraham was 75 when he left his father's land uh, i don't know how god's going to supernaturally cram seven years of tribulation into under six you know because again they would be 80 for a whole year till the day before but that brings us to 2030 uh See we're in serious crunch time. We we're we're running on fumes, and actually, if you're going by IR five, Israel turned seventy five today. Yeah, is but it that, today? Well, this would be IR five, right? Because yeah, yeah. Right? So today ish, Israel turned seventy five. But I like it because Abraham was seventy five when he uh, in Genesis twelve when he Earl he said moved. Maybe first Passover was our dress rehearsal. Nice. <laughs> my my friend Earl said maybe first Passover was our dress rehearsal. Which is the meaning of a holy convocation. It's a dress rehearsal. So you dress up for passing over, for being brought out, being protected. You know, I mean, why, why did God make all of his dress rehearsals? So that someday the play is going to be on. It's going to be the real play. And so this is, this is our last chance at a perfect tight with a bow and say, yeah. this, this was so clear. No author of confusion here. Yeah, <laughs> you know, because uh, again, um, Israel, the whole age of Israel, but also the um, the perfect forty year gap between thirty A.D. and seventy A.D. It's it's just I can't see it any other way. If we're here no. next year, I guess we'll deal with it. But um, yeah. the thing is, Jesus, I still no matter no matter what, no matter how much longer we tarry. I still see the end of 2030 because 
the numbers C.J. Lovett came up with the, the seven times the 390 from the first destruction of, of Israel in 701 B.C. That brings you to 2030. And then the seven times seven times 40 brings you to 20. That's, they, they confirm each other. It, and that's it, exactly it. Ezekiel's prophecy. So 2030, absolutely, that's the end. But how how much shorter can we be? Because for a legal marriage, we have to be married to him for seven years. For us to be consecrated, we need to be in the tabernacle and not leave for seven days, seven years. You know, it's it's we're <laughs> we're, we're we're struggling, right? I don't know. Maybe he's gonna, you know, because God's outside of time. Maybe we get our time, but on earth, it's it's passing differently. We, we all know the thing about him shortening the time. And according to the book of Revelation, the sun and the moon shone not for a third part of it. So in other words, a day becomes one third shorter, or instead of 24 hours, it's now 16 hours. So if you put together, well, in three years, that'd be a whole year off. But he still completed every day of the prophecy. Satan still had his 2,300 days. Everybody still had their number of days. But in the outside of time view of it, it was one year shorter. So now we're at that point. We already need that one year. We're, we're not like, oh, if it passes, we got that one. No, we need that to even make it make sense. Like so, I said, we're, run, we're running on fumes. At the... Running on absolute fumes. We're running and... on empty. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Running on. <laughs> so we uh, we again we have a good reason we're not we're not scraping together a, um, a half-baked idea you know this, this is not based on one comet going by or something like that this is this is a, a culmination of this gigantic sign and something something is bound to happen or open then we look at the world and and they just they just keep turning it up a notch just you know i worldly signs are have a little bit of meaning in confirming our understanding this is just a kind of an interesting side note but tucker carlson highest rated show just gets fired if you guys saw the left behind movie the guy, Buck, who was a lot like Tucker, he got fired. He's the highest rated show, but he wouldn't shut up. And he got fired right before the rapture. Well, I guess his was right after. But just just this, the thing with firing Tucker Carlson is, you know, they've always let that one conservative voice be there so they could pretend like they have balance, even though, you know, the the foxes garden the hen house so to speak you know the the uh owner of fox is as crazy and off as you can get but you know they are they are saying no more you know so who's who's next there's every conservative voice is just going to be completely gone and we we believe that when we're gone they're going to scrub the internet and people are not going to be able to put this together if they weren't already warned. But by us being a voice right now and trying to reach out into the world, 
people have seen us. You know, a lot of people mock us. Those will be the ones. Those will be the ones right after the rapture. They'll be like, this is what they were saying over and over. We just mocked them and mocked them. We told them they weren't ready. They told them, we told them they weren't prepping <laughs> to make it through tribulation. And now they're gone and we missed it. So now we have to use our noodles that we saved up. <laughs> we have to hide and we got to shoot some people. <laughs> oh man, I, I just think prepping is, in a way is kind of funny if you understand what the book of Revelation says. Unless they're prepping for people that are left behind. Oh, uh, my wife said, unless they're prepping, leaving a bunch of stuff for the left behind people. That's, that's very nice, very thoughtful. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but it's, it's going to be bad. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. Exodus, Better get uh, some running shoes. Ezekiel 3 verse, uh, no, Ezekiel 4 verse uh, 6. And when you have complete, completed them, lie again on your right side, then you shall bear the iniquity of the house of Judah 40 days. I have laid on you a day for each year. So you brought that up. CJ Levick brought that up. Um, again, uh, how many nights did it rain uh, in Noah's flood? It was it was 40. How many years were, were they in the desert in, in Exodus? 40. How many days did Jesus fast in the wilderness? 40. Uh, what are some other 40s off the top of your head? There's... There's tons the 40, 40 was known as a testing period. And again, when Jesus was um, fasting, all of Israel was from Elul 1 till the Day of Atonement. And um, in between each of Moses's trips up the mountain. OK, so oh. he brings them out and they walk and they get to. I just want to hit this real quick before I finish that statement. Go, go to uh, Exodus 12. And this is where God is telling Moses, I want you to change what we call the first month of the year. And now it's going to be Nisan. And they put blood on the door, which is the lamb's blood. And then Jesus, the lamb, is the door. And then they bring, he brings them out on Passover and unleavened bread. And then they're walking through the wilderness. The Lord splits the Red Sea to bring them out. So they have been practicing and celebrating that dress rehearsal of the Red Sea being split and them being brought out, brought across to, towards the promised land. And then in Exodus 16, I believe, yeah, he says they took their journey from Elim and all the congregation of the children of Israel came unto the wilderness of sin. So Elim means gods, small g gods, but L I M is their plural. So Elim to the wilderness of sin, which is between Elim and Sinai on the 15th day of the second month after their departing out of the land of Egypt. So God specifically highlights the 15th day of the second month. That's second Passover. Mm -hmm. That's the first next date he gives after they start wandering in the wilderness. And he says they're in between Elim, gods, and sin. Mm -hmm. And they're heading towards Mount Sinai. And everybody remembers that they, they get into 
Mount Sinai in the third month, and it's the 15th day of the third month. But if you, if you just look a little further here, right after this, he said, well, first of all, so he's, bring, he's brought him this far. Ten mighty plagues, splits the Red Sea, brings them across, starts walking them towards these places. They didn't have any water, so he led them to a place that had 12 wells and 70 palm trees. And then he brings them a little further to this place of Elim. And the children of Israel said unto him, Would to God we would have died at the hand of the Lord in the land of Egypt, when we sat by the flesh pots, and when we did eat bread to the full. For ye have brought us out forth into the wilderness to kill this whole assembly with hunger. He brought us out to kill us with starvation. That's, that's the attitude right after he brought them out with all those miracles. They didn't see the food. So they said, ah, we're just going to die. I wish we were back in Egypt. Then the Lord said unto Moses, behold, I will rain bread from heaven for you, and the people shall go out and gather a certain rate every day, that I may prove them whether they will walk in my law or no. In other words, test them. And it shall come to pass on the sixth day they will be able to gather twice. So on the 15th day of the second month, is when God first started raining manna from heaven. Mm -hmm. And we are expecting heaven to open up and God to descend and take us. And he, it's a test. He has been giving us manna, this word, heavenly word, for the last many years. And he's testing who is walking faithfully and who is eating up that manna and trusting in him and having still a good countenance. So Every trouble they got into because they were grumbling against God because they didn't trust him. So right after this, this just shows how little people study these stories on their own. They, everybody knows that story. They might not have known it was the 15th day of the second month, second Passover, that it first started raining manna from heaven. But in the next paragraph, they're like, what about the meat? And he says, I'm going to rain down quails every night. So you'll have manna all day, and then you'll eat quails, which is like fried chicken, at night. So if you would ask people, how long did they only eat manna? Oh, 40 years, they only eat manna. No, from day one, he also gave them quails. So th these, these are the kind of things where when, when you're studying the word, you're getting so much more. And that's like he said, let them go out and gather as much manna as they want, but eat it all up. Don't, don't gather and stock it up because it'll rot and it'll get worms. But this guy, he wants a lot, go get it. This guy, he wants a little, go get it. But, but eat and be at peace with the Lord and appreciate what, what he's given you. So that's where we're at with this story is we're reading, we're hearing every detail. Oh, there was 12 wells. There were 70 palm trees. It's the 15th day of the second month. Oh, that's when he's raining manna. That's when he's bringing quails. That's when he, he's telling the whole story. And so in between, I was heading towards this, in between when Moses went up the first time and he came back down, God proposed on Shavuot. And then they said, we can't hear it anymore. It's too loud. It's shaking our Mr. Bones. It's shaking me. Please stop. And so... Moses went back. God called him up for seven and then 40 days and 40 nights. So in between each mountain trip, there's a seven-day period. 
and a 40 days and 40 nights. So for 47. So he goes up on Shavuot, comes back down, goes up for seven with a group. But then Moses himself goes to the top for 40 days and 40 nights. He comes down at the month of Av with Joshua. This is when they break the tablets. After that fiasco, Moses goes up again for, for to make atonement. And he goes up for seven days to a certain part of the mountain. Then he goes up to the top for 40 days and 40 nights. He comes down on Day of Atonement with his face shining. This is representing the end of the tribulation when God, when Jesus comes down with his face shining and they will run from him. Oh, hide us from him who pierced us. So we got a clear exodus on Passover. Then a clear second Passover, we start raining manna and quail to feed us. Then a clear go up on Shavuot. Then a clear seven days and 40 days and 40 nights. He, he's been up and he comes down on the month of Av at the Feast of Wine. And that is when he has the marriage covenant and they are supposed to drink the wine cup of the marriage covenant. But instead, he breaks the commandments. He burns the golden calf, grinds it up, puts it in the water, and they drink the wine cup of wrath. That's at the ninth of Av when that happened. He goes back up for seven days with a group of people eating and drinking, seeing the Lord. Then him, he himself goes up to make atonement. That Jesus has been gone up to make atonement for us for 40 days and 40 nights. Like you said, the 40 Jubilees, the 2,000 years. And it ends in 2030. So <laughs> I, I just wanted to get that off my chest because... Everybody is skipping this middle mountain trip, and is it, it, you, you can't read the book of, of Exodus and, and not count those days. It literally says seven and 40 days. It's perfect. It, and so the sun, the sun is, is, is basically following the story of what you just shared because the sun is in Taurus a few days later. But uh, also, I shared this in another live stream too. I'm actually open uh, to the uh, opinion that in John 6, when he was feeding the 5,000, it says that it was around Passover, but I am open to the uh, the idea that he was feeding the 5,000 at second Passover because he talks about Moses. He refers to that very story in Exodus 16 uh, after he feeds them and rains literally rains bread from heaven and uh, in John 6. And then, you know, he's and then he says that he is the bread of heaven. And look at this constellation Aries. This is the lamb, but Jesus said that he is the bread of life in John 6. So it's very, very possible that in John 6, that was second Passover. That would be so perfect, too. Fulfilling um, Exodus 16, which you just read, which I think it's, it's perfect. Um, another thing that I wanted to say, too, I want to read Matthew 13, 47. Maybe a few verses here. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a dragnet, which was lowered into the sea and gathered fish of every kind. And when it was full, they dragged it up on the beach, and they sat down and uh, sorted out the good fish into baskets, but the worthless ones they threw away. So it will be at the end of the age, the angels will come and separate the wicked from the righteous, and throw the wicked into the furnace of fire. In that place there will be weeping over sorrow and pain and grinding of teeth over distress and anger. Now, of course, you know where I'm going with this. Look at the picture that we have here. Yep. We've got a, a separation of, of fish. And then a thousand years later is judgment of those bad fish, the worthless fish that were thrown away. 
again, hits hits perfect. It, since since every story you read in the Bible that you pay attention to, you will see these exact details, and everything lines up with these appointed times. You understand why our thought process now is well. We, this this is a pretty big appointed time. We didn't understand it before, so we didn't think it was big, but now we understand this is a really big appointed time, and the underlining truth that is just all over us is god said this generation shall not pass and then he defines the confines of a generation as 80 years 70 to 80 years and israel is going to turn 75 and why do we know that detail that abraham left his father's land at 75 why do we need to know these details because god is always tying these stories together as a result of Abraham's age 75, I would say now we're in the go time window based on, on that. And um, we are past that 75 year mark, according to the, you know, the Torah calendar or whatever, or God's mm -hmm. calendar. Um, I'll read yeah. that one. Which, verse. which, you know, I, I, I think God is recognizing both calendars and he's keeping certain count, you know, strictly by his, his own count. But um, the, the whole thing with the Jubilees, you know, he he is going to recognize 50-year periods and 49-year periods from certain times. You know, the, the whole thing with um, uh, uh, 490 years, you know, he, he was recognizing as 10 Jubilees. So uh, we know the 50th year is the Jubilee year, but you, you count those 49. So I, I just believe God is is keeping track of, of all the calendars, all the dates. I, I don't, I don't give much respect to the Gregorian date because that you know is is really the work of man's hands and Satan trying to change times and seasons. So, you know, if it if it comes to an interesting um, uh, Gregorian date, like Cinco this date is <laughs> Cinco de Mayo. The Mayo. Hey, that's why we're getting retro because <laughs> Cinco de Mayo. So yeah, I, I mean that that's not the reason. It just happens to be, you know, Works and really I, well. I hear they have a great Taco Tuesday up in heaven. So <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the verse I was referring to, Genesis twelve, verse four. So Abraham departed as the Lord had spoken to him, and Lot went with him. And Abraham was seventy five years old when he departed from Haran. But um in Genesis twenty two, I believe, it's when God makes his uh promise to Abraham and let me see, uh where does it say your seed will be like the stars in heaven? Uh, I can't find it right now. But he does say that. He says, oh, there look up and, and count the stars. Go ahead. Yeah, there it is. Uh, Genesis 22, 16, 17, and said, By myself I have sworn, says the Lord, because you have done this thing and have not withheld your son, your only son, blessing I will bless you, and multiplying I will multiply your descendants as the stars. Of the, the heaven, and as the sand, which is on the seashore, and your descendants shall possess the gate of their enemies. In your seed, in your seed, noon. I, I don't know if that's the Hebrew is noon, but in your yep. seed, all the nations or, um, of the earth shall be blessed because you have obeyed my voice. So Abraham, his, it's his seed. He's got promises, that, and we are the seeds of Abraham. And we fish, are the seed of Abraham. Fish, noon, everlasting life. That's what noon means. And yep. you, 
Joshua, son of Noon, Joshua, son <laughs> of Fish, son of Fish. I love that one. Yeah, Joshua, you know, whose name means Yeshua. It's the same same root word is Yeshua, and he brings the children of the uh, men of war of Israel. So we're considered the children of Israel, and he brings us across to celebrate a Passover, and he is the son of Noon. The, in other words, the son of none. You know, J Jesus is the is the son of none. He's not. He's not. It doesn't have an earthly father. Son of none, or son of noon, son of the seed. You know, in in Hebrew they understand that uh, with each verse, there's up to seventy pieces of information that can be brought because you can look at each individual letter and the spelling and the gematria and the and the equal letter distance skip, etc. And uh, there's just so much more to, to, to dig out of this. So that's, that's what I believe we've been called to do. We want to keep people encouraged and watching because the prophecy is they will all fall asleep. And then there will be this great trumpet at midnight. And some of them will wake up ready. But I, uh, I am determined in my heart and am praying for my Lord to give me strength to do this, not to not be the one that falls asleep, you know? Um, and, and, and all doesn't mean it has to be hundred percent all because uh, in the days of Noah, those eight people knew what was going on, even though it said the, the world didn't know all of the, none of them knew, right. But the eight knew. So I want to be a part of the, of the eight that, that never falls asleep. So we will look at everything even even if it's outside the box thinking, which that's where we're at right now. And even the people that say nobody knows the day before, what do they see? Oh, actually, she just brought that up. I just kind of sort of heard her. Um, that nobody knows. <laughs> well, it, I think you said it on your last video too. Uh, I think we both said it. But in Mark thirteen, when it's talking about nobody knows the day, the hour, is it Mark thirteen? I can't remember. But yeah, uh, later on, it's talking about a man on a long journey. And we've got this this journey theme also in Book of Matthew, uh, the bridegroom's coming, you know, the, the virgins are there and all that. But then after that story of this man returning, and Proverbs, and Proverbs too. Oh yeah, chapter seven nineteen through twenty, the good man comes at the full moon. Yeah, else? and so second Passover is full moon. Okay, let's get that verse actually. Proverbs seven, where's Proverbs? There it is. Seven nineteen through 20 yeah for the good man is not at home he's gone on a long journey he had taken a bag of money uh with him and will come home at the day appointed when you look at this the word appointed it, time it means full moon but the second passover is an appointed time so that fits real nice matthew 25 uh we've got the wise and foolish virgins but then after the wise and foolish virgins we've got the parable of the talents and let's read it for the kingdom of oh Am I showing my screen? I guess I'm not. Mm -hmm. Oh, I am. Okay, I've got it on. Oops, sorry. Okay. For the kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling into a far country. Who Thank called you, his, Ken. His own servants and delivered unto them his go his goods. And this whole story is about a man along journey and he's coming back. And there's a little bit of a blessing in verse 23. And then it starts to go south in verse 24. His Lord said unto him, well done, good and faithful servant. Uh, thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. And I've done a couple of videos on 23 representing 
like a lot of good things and 24 representing a lot of bad things mm-hmm. 24 then he which received the one talent came and said lord i knew thee that uh thou art hard a hard man reaping where thou hast not sown and gathering where thou hast not stra- um strawed and i was afraid anyway there's bad news for this guy um he's mad he's upset with this guy he didn't invest you're in trouble okay so the last positive thing that we heard was in verse 23 and if we go to the book of Daniel, chapter yeah, 6. Yeah, and so you're highlighting the year 2023, there's the last good. And then 24 brings the sword or the bad. And that's what we're saying is this year, we have the sign that looks like the rapture. And next year in 24, you got the second part of the Great American Eclipse, followed by multiple mega conjunctions all around that Passover. I mean, something big that looks like nefarious is is scheduled for that time so that again fits perfectly with what they have predicted with the population they say by the by the january beginning of the year 2025 the population is already going to be reduced by over 200 million 200 million people gone next year bad news that's pretty scary we got to go like i said we're running on fumes if we go to the story of daniel Verse 26, chapter 6, verse 23. This is Daniel in the lines then. Then uh, was the king exceedingly glad for him and commanded that they should take Daniel up out of the den. So Daniel was taken up out of the den and no manner of hurt was found upon him. Hallelujah. Because he believed in his God. What happens to verse 24? Uh-oh. And the king commanded and they brought those men which had accused Daniel and they cast them into the den of lions. Them, their children, and their wives, and the lions had the mastery of them and break all their bones in pieces or ever they came at the bottom of the den. So there's another example of 23 positivity. 23 and 24. 24. Uh-oh. Genesis 19, Sodom and Gomorrah. Verse 23. We've got lots of positive here. This is when Lot was safe. In verse 23, the sun was risen upon the earth when Lot entered into Zor. Okay, so there's the safety verse. What happens in verse 24? Uh, then the Lord rained upon Sodom and, and upon Gomorrah brimstone and fire <laughs> from the Lord of heaven. I mean, uh-oh, right? Uh-oh. And the sword is coming, and, and, you know, and that's what we see in Revelation 6. So Revelation 4 is called up. Mm-hmm. Revelation 5 is we're singing around the throne. It's a crowning ceremony, and we sing a song, You, the Lamb, Mm-hmm. Of God has redeemed us from every nation and tongue and language and every, you know the entire world, not from Israel. So <laughs> we're clearly in heaven, and the church, the seven members of the church that the Lord brought out to redeem, that paid for, he paid the price, he served the sentence, he won the war to bring the seven churches there. They must be present in order for him to open the seals. And no seals have been opened yet until we're there in his presence. Now it's legal for him to open the seals. And he opens the seals. And what are they? The four horsemen and his death and destruction and war and famine. So if we're gone this year, what's next year look like? Exactly what you're saying. 24, destruction everywhere. Can you turn that off? Yeah. And you could read Revelation 4 with this picture right here, but let me just show you one yeah. more story in, in my Bible app here. 
um, before I go to back to the stars, where what was I going to show? I was going to show um, <clears throat> Joshua six. That's what I was going to do. Joshua six. Okay, so what happens with Rahab and her family? Well, wouldn't you she know it? Rescued and her whole lot. Yep, everybody's safe in verse twenty-three. And then what happens in twenty-four? And they burnt the city with fire. Ouch! Like you see the theme here, and there's way more than that too. But that theme's everywhere. It's all over the place. And uh, now what we could do here is we can read a little bit of Revelation 4. I'll go to Revelation 4 right now. Okay. All right. After this, I looked, and behold, a door. Boom. There's the door. There's the door. Hello, Mr. Door. <laughs> What's up, and door? And he's highlighted by the sun. Mm-hmm. A door was opened in heaven. The first voice which I heard was, as it were, a trumpet, Boom. like his horns talking with me which said come up hither mm-hmm. and i will show you things which must be hereafter mm-hmm. and immediately i was in the spirit and behold the throne was set mm-hmm. in heaven and one that sat on the throne and he that sat upon it was to look at like jasper and a sardine stone that's your rainbow colors and there was a rainbow round about the throne in sight like unto an emerald mm-hmm. emerald round about were thrones and four and twenty seats, and upon the seats four and twenty elders. That's if you just back up from the whole constellation, you just see everybody is sitting round about him, aren't they? Mm-hmm. It's like all the constellations are the elders. And there were seven lamps burning and seven thunders and seven voices and on and on. It's just it's just exactly what we should see if we head up that rapture path. And then the sun will move to Taurus. And then we'll see the judgment. And I saw the lamb. This is chapter six now. I saw the lamb when he opened one of the seals. And I heard, as it were, a noise of thunder. And one of the four beasts saying, come and see. And I saw, and behold, a white horse. Now we're over at, where is the white horse? He's on the other side. That may be where the moon is during that time, yeah saw a white horse and him that sat on it and he had a bow which is a peace covenant and a crown was given he had the corona crown (laughs) Mm -hmm. given unto him and he went forth conquering to conquer and when he had opened the second seal i heard the second when he opened the second seal i heard the second beast say come and see and there went out a horse that was red and power was given him that sat thereon to take peace from the earth we still have peace on earth. In fact, they're talking about, you know, this great peace that's coming. But when we're gone, peace is going to be gone. Everybody will turn against each other. They're going to take peace from the earth that they should kill one another. So all your neighbors will turn against you. Anybody that, you know, you've been saving up, even family members will turn against each other. There's, there's not going to be anybody safe that's been prepping. They will take peace from the earth. They will kill one another. And there was given unto him a great sword. And when he had opened the third seal, I heard the third beast say, Come and see. And I beheld, and lo, a black horse. And he that sat on him had a pair of balances in his hand. And I heard the voice in the midst of the four beasts say, A measure of wheat for a penny and three measures of barley. So why is he talking about the wheat and the barley? And see that you hit hurt not the oil and the wine. So God is identifying the harvest. He's got the barley, the wheat, the oil, and the wine. Why isn't anybody talking about the oil or the wine? 
And I heard a voice in the midst of the four beasts. Oh, I already read that. And when he had opened the fourth seal, I heard a voice. And the fourth beast said, come and see. And I looked and behold, a pale horse. And his name that sat on him was death and hell followed. I I was trying to say that like Johnny Cash. I'm not doing very good. (laughs) And hell followed with him. And power was given over them to kill a fourth part of the earth. To kill with the sword and with hunger and with death and with the beasts of the earth. So how much of that in America is going to happen? And that's the same timing of the great American eclipse next year. He gave him power over to kill a fourth of the earth. And then when he opened the fifth seal, I saw under the altar the souls of them that were slain for the word of God and the testimony which they held. And they cried with a loud voice saying, How long, O Lord, holy and true, dost thou not judge and avenge our blood on them that dwell upon the earth? White robes were given to them, every one that them that they should rest. And we could read the whole thing, but the basic premise here is people are now being brought out of the tribulation that were killed in the tribulation because the first, very first part of the tribulation, we're up there, crowning ceremony, God's getting us together. He's opening those seals. The first seal is chaos. Second seal, death. Third seal, more death. And it's just the, the earth starts being depopulated for real, right? And the, this end time. So we know we're not in it yet, but this is, this is the story. And what should the sun and moon and stars show? I would hope the sun would highlight Taurus. And then maybe Saturn and Mars, which are the nefarious planets, they would come into conjunction somewhere. And, and um, uh, Michael, you know, would have a war in heaven where Michael and Uranus would be going back and forth before he cast down Satan, you know. And so we haven't looked with detail that far ahead, but we know the very next story, like you have pointed out with the 23 and 24, right after this story is the sword. It, it You know, that, that picture that we see in the stars in, in the Passover time frame of next year, uh, it, it looks more tribulation-y than it does rapture Yes, you know? it is. I mean, seriously, I've never seen that many conjunctions at once. Something gigantic is going to happen. And maybe, maybe this, you know, when the Antichrist comes into power, he will also point to the stars and he'll say, see, this was the sign of my coming. Like, like the wise men knew that Jesus was born by the sign they saw in the stars. They also knew Moses. They had seen Moses's sign in the stars. These are different wise men, obviously. But when, when, Antichrist does rise. He's going to have the credentials and he's going to follow in the footsteps of Christ. And he's going to try to play out the story of the Messiah Ben David. You know, we had Messiah Ben Joseph, which was the suffering servant. And then the Antichrist is coming as the king, Messiah Ben David. So, but he's going to want to prove his credentials. I, I believe. He's going to claim Jewish lineage to the throne. So I, I think he's going to be a Jew. People, people have argued that he would be a, a Muslim or from the um, descendant of Esau. Uh, so I, I'm, I'm not sure about that. Or Ishmael. 
that that could work too. You know, we're we're all talking about fathers of Abraham, and um, you know, the Abrahamic house of you know every yay we're all worshiping under the same abraham guy right uh although they all have different gods with different names but um this antichrist is going to use the sun moon and stars also to verify himself so when people point out you know this and that bad guy was born under a total eclipse or a blood moon or something like that that is interesting and that eclipse next year is in i don't know i would say that would be the left behind fish yeah. Um, so and, that and mm-hmm. just, just, just because I forgot this from earlier, mm-hmm. we are just having a solar eclipse and a lunar eclipse, like right in a row, two weeks apart from each other. Correct. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't remember which one came first, but, but, you know, again with with Joel, the sun will turn dark and the moon will not give her light before the great and terrible day. So. You know, we've seen this over and over. We've had eclipses and blood moons and eclipses and blood moons. But now we have two back-to-back, two weeks apart from each other. Mm-hmm. Don't you find that interesting? Well, there's always a two-week gap between a solar and a lunar eclipse. That's always a consistent thing. But I think what happened here is on April 20th, I think this, if if we're following the, the cycle of a woman, I think if you look at it as the day one, then that would be... Um, ovulation time when what would be when Jupiter is in that rapture fish, you know, in that yeah. in the line. So here's our, our eclipse. Here's our that was when the eclipse happened right there in Pisces, which is right over Nebula. I see one five three, one hundred fifty three fish talked about in John twenty one. Okay, and uh, approximately two weeks later, Jupiter it's go time. Right when you want to have a kid, you you figure out the t- the timing just right. And go time is right here. Two weeks and, before your last menstrual cycle. Yeah, and here's the fish. Here's the seed. That's what noon means. Fish, yeah. seed, life. And we all believe as Christians that life happens when the seed hits the egg. And is this not perfect? Is this not is the story not written in, in our biology? And it's the same thing I shared in a video when, when, when salmon uh, procreate. This is what happens. The timing of the egg and the seed coming together. Yeah is so so great so nuts and it's like it's like creation speaks uh, the whole story so you look at the stars and with that with that salmon thing you know it's like the sun crossed and and could represent laying down the eggs and then jupiter crosses and and lays down the seed or you know just right right that that uh, that whole thing about how the sun goes before us you know um every time they were going to cross the, the lord would have the high priest go ahead and they, yes. they would set their feet and then they would bring the ark across and the, yeah. you know everything would split but they would mm-hmm. go ahead and uh in the story of joshua is like you know you go ahead uh 200 or 2000 cubits or something like that yeah exactly that they would go ahead and so it looks like the sun has gone ahead of us and enlightened the door and now we are following the processional to the red cord well, well, think think of this. Just like you said, I was just going to bring that up. The story of Joshua and Rahab, you know. So, pick, picture Jupiter being the story of Rahab in this c- circumstance, and she's talking with the two spies, Venus and, I mean, Neptune is here. We can use Mercury if you want. We can go a couple of days this way. Talk to the two spies, and then what happens uh, at the river? They they send the ark over first, and there's the ark going yes. over the Jordan first, and then uh, what happens later on? 
everybody everything's in place and she and she has placed a red cord (laughs) outside her window and that's how they knew to save her was the cord yep and there's a there's a cord cut with the umbilical Mm-hmm. And remember, mm-hmm. you know, that picture of the lamb is not accurate. The, the lamb's front leg should be laying across that cord. So we are right now where the lamb's leg would be touching. As if he, he has gathered us in his hand. And he's about to cut that cord. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, one so- group's going to heaven and one's snap being left behind. And the cord's going to snap and chase that left behind fish. And keep in mind, there was a there was a double uh, cord story in that Rahab story too, because the spies they escaped by climbing down the cord the first time. Yeah. But the second time, Rahab and her family was saved because she put the cord outside her window. And I, and, I love the story of Rahab um, because you know we're all worried about family, and we all um, uh, hope that uh, our children, you know, are you know right in their mind. You know, we teach them as young children, and then. They're exposed to all these lies, carefully crafted fairy tales all their life. And sometimes you might not, you know, and then a lot of times kids, when they get between, let's say about 13 to 30, (laughs) you don't know if you're getting a a nice straight answer from them. And so I just love the story of, of Rahab. She was faithful and she got to bring out her whole family and all of her possessions and so you know the righteous can sanctify the unrighteous of of their of their union you know noah was considered righteous but they didn't say anything about the rest of his family it's just like yes you can bring your whole family and of course we know one of them was really not righteous in uh in the son ham and and he had uh, nefarious plans so um you know we know that at the rapture it's like a wedding and everybody's given a wedding garment and jesus told the story of some people being at the wedding and the master says where's your garment and the person had nothing to say they were silent they were speechless and that maybe that's somebody we got to bring and they got to see it for a second and he says cast them out there's gonna be weeping and gnashing the teeth so i think at the rapture some people are going to get to go because of us. And some of them are going to have that moment where they could testify. They could throw their heart on the mercy of the court and, and be in. And some of them, because of their heart, because he's given them over to their heart's desire, are going to be cast right back out. And um, I think that's, that's part of what the, the, the tribulation is going to be filled with people that saw stuff, people that were right next to somebody that got raptured, people that were family members, people that perhaps saw heaven for a minute and came back. You know, we have that right now. We have right right now. We have people saying, "I died and went to heaven. I died and went to hell." I, died, you know, we don't know if any of it's true, but that that's <laughs> if you read the book of Revelation, that stuff's not that outlandish. You know. Oh, uh, my wife was uh, mentioned Lot's wife. Lot's wife got to go with. And, and obviously her heart was back in Sodom. And so they said, don't look back. You know, and, and, and people knew to fear these, these angel messengers. You, you don't mess with them. 
you know, even uh, uh, Samson's parents, they thought they were going to die even though they were <laughs> safe after he left. And, and so she said, well, I miss that. And that was her heart's desire. She looked back with longing. She had a chance to be saved. And then she was destroyed, turned to a pillar of salt. So, and, you know, we know Lot's daughters weren't, <laughs> weren't the most up, <laughs> upstanding citizens uh, with their plan uh, a few days later. <laughs> so, anyways, well, uh, the thing I, I started with is I love <laughs> that Rahab got to bring her other family. Well, the, the cool thing about Sodom and Gomorrah, that whole story, too, is there's a hint of, it says unleavened bread in Genesis 19. And yes. so it's it's a it's a Passover hint, but it could also be a second Passover hint because in Numbers nine verse uh, eleven, they shall eat it with unleavened bread. So that's talking yep. about second Passover uh, as well. And it and, and it's, it's still and, barley season. It's still barley. Unleavened bread's always made out of barley. It's I can barley stand it, man. I, I can, can barley stand it. I can barley wait. Jeremiah thirty-eight. Dr. Barley. <laughs> Dr. Barley. Dr. Barley, you want to go out for some barley juice later? <laughs> hey, this sounds like a good idea. Barley juice. <laughs> Harvest it right. Okay, so Jeremiah. My, my bladder is about to explode by how much water I've had. Yeah, I know. I got I to gotta go too. My, my wife keeps filling up my water pitcher. <laughs> so I think we have reached the 10-minute warning. <laughs> All right. Yeah, perfect. Excalibur. You are correct, and that is very funny. <laughs> we we did good. I'm, here. I'm answering some chat people. Oh. Um, Jeremiah 38. Uh, what what's his face? Jeremiah I don't was know dropped. That verse. Jeremiah 38 verse whatever it was. Jeremiah was dropped into the dungeon with a cord, and later on, in the a uh, couple of verse later, he was taken up out of the, the dungeon with a cord, and. For looking at the stars once again, we got that same theme again. So Rahab was saved by the cord, and uh, you turned that light out. Jeremiah was saved by the cord, or not? What's your closing thoughts, Doctor B? Well, um, we uh, we know we're in the end times, without any doubt. We believe in God's word that He said that He would tell us, and He would lead us to understand, and the main thing we are really closing our time period on is Israel. Israel's the, the timepiece. Now, this reminds me of something that I thought of that I thought was pretty brilliant. Since Nebuchadnezzar took them captive and they never had a land again until 2,520 years later, this brings us to 1948. That's 1260 and 1260. Okay. From that, the story in Daniel says, but the time will go from 1260 and 1260. The second part will go to 1290 and then to 1335. That extra period of time of 30 and 45 is 75 years. So God said from Nebuchadnezzar, 2,520 years later in 1948, he brings them back. 
but it'll go to 1290, which would have been from 1948 to add 30 years, 50, 60, 78. Isn't that when the Cap David Accords were? Mm -hmm. Then he says, blessed is he who comes to the 1335. That's 75 more years. That's right now. So, you know, God didn't give all these dates and numbers and time periods and, and these exact prophecies for us to say, no, nobody knows the day or the hour. Let's go get a job. I think I want to start selling paintings. <laughs> you know, it's just, it's that, that's, he gave us for some, you know, the, the number of wise men was a small group. And they were watching the sun, moon, and stars, and they knew the time of Jesus. And they were off a little bit. They, they maybe did, you know, they weren't there for his birthday, obviously. You know, they were there when he was a little toddler. And that's why I never, uh, that king at that time killed everybody two years and under. But the wise men were called. We are now watchmen. And God said, I will appoint watchmen and I will set them on that wall and they will not be able to not speak. It says, how can they but prophecy? How can they but teach what I am showing them? So we, here we are and we are trying to find this rapture date. And the more we miss, the more we feel like, what, how, how am I going to reach anybody? I'm just missing. Maybe I wasn't called for them. Maybe I wasn't. Oh, I'm sorry <laughs> for them. <laughs> don't, don't bring me into it. <laughs> it's so it's so weird how it goes backwards and forwards. But, yeah, I know. You know, maybe, and and this is this is kind of what I really feel is that we were called for this group of watchmen for all you all out there that are watching, for this community, to keep the spirits lifted as Satan is doing everything he can to kill the spirits so yeah we we believe this we 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 have the bible telling us that this is an important watch time but we uh understand if it passes we look to the next thing then you look to the next do you skip things nope you just keep looking but uh it's, it's just about impossible for us with what we've been through to not um, kind of struggle a little bit to, to, to kind of chew on this. How can this not happen when it looks, you know? I guess, I guess we need to find out, is there a story in the Bible where things looked 100% but then ended up being different? Nothing comes to mind when I say that, but I don't know. I mean, if it looked perfect for a few years, at this point, you know, um, so we've been here many, many times looking at a rapture date going, yeah, I'm convinced. I mean, there's moments when I wrote rapture left behind letters and, uh, you know, things of that nature. And I'm sure many people watching these channels have done that too. And I'm sure you're guilty of that. I shouldn't say guilty, oh, yeah. but, uh, you know what I mean? Uh, I think we've been convinced multiple times. And so the math is just kind of running out here. It's, it, we're really getting to a, a point where it's not going to make much sense. We're going to have to just almost reinvent the wheel pretty soon in a way. like. Um, and what what are your thoughts on the Shemitah? The Shemitah I've, I've heard so many theories on the Shemitah, so I don't put a whole lot of um, myself, a lot of weight on what year is the Shemitah. But 
I'll tell so you, you think it possibly could not be this year? Because I would uh, honestly feel better because I'm I'm sitting here struggling. How can we be in the Smita year and we're not gone? You know, I you, I, I honestly, would love to hear any theory of why we're not in the Smita year because I, I love the idea of the Jubilee being at the end, uh, second coming. I, I love that idea, but I can't really prove that out. You know, but I've seen so many charts and graphs and different people's opinions that uh, when it comes to the Shemitah thing that I'm like, okay, you know what? Uh, yeah. Just going to put that on the shelf for now, that theme, and uh, get back to the basics here. But I love, uh, again, the, the I, I tried to, um, I, I started out the channel thinking that Jesus died in 32 and or 33. And then mm -hmm. I, I, I reevaluated it this year. And I'm like, you know what? 30 AD makes the most sense, and therefore second coming makes the most sense for 2030. And then, yeah, yeah. See, so once a rapture date passes, you got to go back and get look at the larger picture again, look at the year count, and and really solidify that 30 AD, which I think I've done. I think that, uh, yeah, I think he he did die. I I I like. I, I, I I'm gonna say like 90% chance he died in 30 AD. I think it yeah. makes a lot of I'm sense. I'm with you. I'm with you. And um. And so then you build off that, you build off that theme. And then like we did in this video sharing that, yeah, there's a natural progression every 2000 years. So after you get the year, are we in the season? Yeah. So our calendar is correct. Okay. So now what's the best time? What's the best season to get raptured? It's in the spring song of Solomon. We're familiar with that, bro. Okay. Like, like you said in this video. Okay. So we've got the year, we've got the season, we've got the feast. Okay. Now what does the stars look like? Oh my goodness. The man-child is in the fish. W what do you do with that? What do you do with that? We got the, the 23 verses saying it's positive. We got the 24 verse, verses saying it's negative. What do you do with all this information? I I, 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 I can't look past it until, uh, if we're here, May uh, 10th. Okay, all right. Uh, we, we move on, you know, but. And to your point on this, you know, now, because. God is bringing us further and further through the path of righteousness towards the top. And he leads me in the path of righteousness, which again, the, the mountains of Israel, the shepherds would take the sheep around the mountain in paths and they would eat the grass and it would leave from far away. It would look like sentences on a book, but they were always leading the, the sheep upwards from the, from the bottom upwards. And they were eating this. So we have been learning more and more as we're going. And now we look back and say, oh, you know what? We shouldn't have been looking for something outside of a Shemitah cycle. Because obviously, like Pastor Mark Bilt says, the tribulation should be a Shemitah cycle. Now, I'll agree. We might not know the real Shemitah cycle. Although the evidence produced by our brother Bob Barber in that long chart where he shows that World War I fits within the exact confines of the second half of a Shemitah. World War II fits exactly within the Shemitah. The work that uh, uh, Brother PD did on all of the financial crashes that happened exactly when they should at, a Shemitah, at the end of a Shemitah cycle and, and starting the first year. You know, we have all this evidence. But yeah, okay, I, I would love it. If there's one more year, if it, if it, that is, if we're not raptured, if we say, okay, the Shemitah moved. Because I can't understand how the tribulation cannot be a Shemitah. Then you add in what we know now. And we were looking for rapture when the man-child was nowhere near the fish. Now we look back and say, oh, 
we shouldn't have. It was nice that we were learning, but we shouldn't have been looking for the rapture back then. So at least we're learning from our mistakes, right? And when you found that, oh, the man child just happened to be right in conjunction with Corona right before the Corona started. Are you kidding? And then Psalm 120, representing the year 2020, says, deliver me from lies. All of this is a lie. Dear God, deliver me. And we go through the Corona, which is what the Satan will use for his crown. And when he comes to make a peace covenant, it will be around the Corona. So, you know, we've learned so much that now we're a lot more picky with what we look at. We're a lot more discerning. But again, at this point, we can't see how it can pass. How can the man-child pass this pathway? How, how can the sun, moon, and stars not declare his glory day by day and utter speech night by night and show knowledge? How, how can, because that's his word. And that's what we keep going back to with, with the generation of, of Israel. How can they not be 80? And then we get into the whole thing of, yeah, 1948 was prophecy, no doubt. But when did he start counting their years? Was it 1949? Was it 1950? I, I, I promise when we're there and we look back, it'll all be perfect. So some, some people are, are resistant to looking at things. I can't allow this mind to close off to possibilities when we're in the face of, you know, I know this, scripture will not bend. Scripture will not ever be proven as inaccurate. So if the Lord said it, it is. So we're, we're at the point of doing our best. And I, 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 think, I think we've presented a lot of evidence that, makes, uh, that should make people feel like, hey, this is exciting and I'm expecting to go in the next few days. Yeah, and, and okay, and Jesus uses fishermen as his disciples. I mean, come on, fishermen. And um, the church symbol is the fish. And, yes, um, we're in the he, age of the fish. I mean, he gets the temple tax out of the fish. He, he, he the, the simple men, he turns the fishermen into fishers of yeah, men. Yeah, why did he go to fishermen instead of hunters of deer? <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah, or the people that took care of bulls. No, he he, you know, it was the fish. It was all focused on the fish. Yep. And he and he fed five thousand. And he, another story of four thousand. I mean, there's a lot of fish stories. Yeah, everywhere. it's 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 clearly we're in the time. We're in the we're in oh. the constellation of the, the rapture spot. fish, and the man child's there. I mean, it's come good, on. I, I know. Come on. Come on. And but we're the, our, own, our only, as we say, exit clause or escape clause, talking about our escape, we have an escape clause. Our only escape clause is that Jupiter does not leave that area for a while. For so yet. what we're saying is true. What we are declaring is true. This is the rapture sign. Hang on. Okay. I'm not, I'm not going to be really down till Jupiter. If we were here and Jupiter was <laughs> out of, yeah. out of uh, Aries and in, in the Taurus, I'm like, I would have to start thinking, 
are we going to go through tribulation? Earl said one story where things looked one way that turned out another is when Josh Wesson spies into the land. It looked bad except to Caleb. Ooh. Okay, my buddy Earl chimed in again. And he said one time where a story looked so great, but they brought back an evil report. It looked bad. It, it looked, oh, oh, I'm sorry. He, he told it the other way. It looked bad, but the truth was good, but they went with the bad story. They, the spies went into the land and spied out, and they came back with an evil report. So the truth is as God has written it, and it, it's about trusting and having faith and believing in him. But the evil report is, well, honestly, it's nobody knows the day of the hour. That's the evil report. And what was the names of the two spies? Joshua, son of Caleb. Joshua, son of noon. Son of noon. And Caleb means dog. Is there a little dog in, in our area? Yeah. There is a little dog constellation. Well, Cirrus is a little dog right next to Cephas. Ah, Caleb okay. means dog. Did you know that? It means faithful dog. Mm. Oh, you, you're Somebody showing a dog? For, where are you at? Somebody asked for a little dog? Here's a little dog. Wait a second. Let me, Charlie. Let me get this. Let me get you bigger. There. Hey, Charlie, what's up? You going to get coordinated on the weekend or what there, buddy? Yeah. <laughs> Charles. Um, All right. Um, so, yeah, if you go straight up from Rapture Fish towards Cephas, right behind Cephas's ear is a little dog, which makes up the little dipper. I don't see no Where dog. What are you talking about? Yeah, right there. Uh, yeah. Underneath um, underneath uh, uh, the, the dragon. You know, Polaris. The, the, yeah. There's a little dog. I don't see it. Over here? Yeah, yeah, look at Polaris. There, right underneath the mouth of the dragon. Where did it go? Yeah, right there. Ursa Minor. Oh, over here. Right in the center. I'm look blind. at Polaris. Right above the giraffe's head. There you go. That's Polaris. Yeah, that is known as a little dog. Oh, okay. Okay, yep. I, this is but, Ursa. Yeah, the, the little dipper is known as a little dog, and then the big dipper is like the bear, right? Mm -hmm. I thought this was the little bear, and the and, and the other one was the big bear. But okay, all right, that's cool. Maybe it is a little bear. Looks like a dog. That's a pretty long tail for a bear. Ursa Minor. I believe that's the little bear. Oh, and there's okay. the big I'm bear. Sorry. Where's the little dog? Uh, got to be a little dog somewhere. Where are you, little doggy? Where are you? Where are you, little doggy? I'm going to get you, for you and your little dog. <laughs> yeah, Satan doggy, is doggy, doggy. the little dog. <laughs> Somebody help us. <laughs> uh, all, right. The, all right, here's the chat. Hello, all you lovely people, you chatters. All right, we got Lori and Matt and Joe and Mary and Sylvester and Simply and Depper. And uh, if you guys have a title, I'm just reading the first part. And Carol and Layla and Wade and Rada and Elle and Brenda. Hello, all of you. Thank you for joining us. I hope you've enjoyed this. Anybody mm -hmm. see where the dog is? <laughs> They're saying Canis Minor. Our, our next... Our next live is going to be all about the dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All the dogs. 
Uh, Caleb. Caleb is the little dog, right? Uh, here's uh, I, I found it. I found a doggy. Caleb's. I found a doggy. There he is. Oh, he's over there by Gemini. He's just yeah, can't Canis, Canis something. Canis minor. Well, how about that? Canis and minor means little, so that is Caleb. Oh, okay. That's interesting. You know, um, Caleb received his land, uh, and Caleb does re represent the Gentiles, but uh, he also received his land. He went in on the ninth of Av. That is curious, but that's, that's a minor story. That's a Canis minor story. That's not, <laughs> that's not as good as our, as our major story. So, all right. I guess. Okay, okay let's take it easy. We are ending this programming with Come Jesus, Come! Yep, it's the end of the world, guys. <sighs> oh, yeah. All right. Thank you very much, Dr. Bones. Thank you, Danielle, Thank you for, for coming. speaking into our ears. Sorry about the beginning of the video. Cinco de Mayo, Rapture. Yep. Eat your tacos early. Uh, I will be... Um, I will give up on this. Uh, the day that I will give up on all this, let me just look at the calendar. I'll give up on uh, this like on that Wednesday, like the the 10th, I'd say. May 10th, I'll be like, all right, well. Wednesday now, the 10th, we've passed our window. Yeah. Then I'll be we've like, okay. we crossed the finish line. Let's move on, you know, as of May 10th. So yeah. don't uh, don't send me a message on May 8th saying, oh, well, you know, no, no, no I'm still lo aggressively looking, you know. Yeah. So, uh, I, I mean, it's the thing is, God bless y'all for um, telling us when we're wrong. <laughs> we appreciate that because <laughs> my life is great. <laughs> I try so hard to encourage the body, but everybody tells me when I'm wrong. Thank you. <laughs> That's great. That's excellent. Pretty good. <laughs> you know, but um, and you know, then we got to come back out, and we got to come back out and keep swinging. And you might strike out a lot of times, but. Once you hit the homer, nobody's going to remember the strikeouts. So, mm -hmm. yeah, we're both batting zero in yep. theory, uh, but batting zero. But along the way, wow, what have we learned about the game along the way? Right. Well, and doesn't uh, Jupiter look like a baseball? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Let's go with it. Let's go with that. Wow. Hopefully, there's the bat and there's the ball right there. Hopefully, we get the home run happening right here. Well, there you go. All right. I'll press end. Thank you for coming, bro. Thank you for having me. I'm glad we got rid of the technical difficulties. <laughs> yep. And thank you, everybody, when, for when coming. You, uh, when you repost it, maybe you can trim some of it. I don't know. I could trim it. The problem is that all that chat will just disappear. Oh, no. Then that, don't that's do that. the problem with doing that. So um, I don't think I'll do that. Maybe we'll pin a comment that says technical difficulties till minute yeah, yeah, eight. Was that. it minute eight or whatever or seven? Yeah. Let's do that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I apologize about that. I, yeah, uh, Dr. Barry doesn't have the good technology like these things called computers. Dr. Barry has a telephone. It's not a flip phone, <laughs> but it's like the next step. <laughs> so yeah. it's. It's my fault, and uh, no, no, no. It's my fault. I I was sharing the audio of the screen that I was sharing. 
And yeah, that, but if you had a computer buddy, that probably wouldn't have been that bad. I know. I, I'm doing pretty good for not being a techie guy. So yeah. <laughs> All right. Love okay, you, man. Thank you. And uh, I can't wait to rewatch this. So, you know, because I didn't even pay attention to all the chat and now I want to see all you lovely people. So, over and out until next time. And I hope to see you not here, not there, in the air. Mm hmm. Hopefully, come Jesus, come. Mm hmm. Go, Jesus, go. Jesus, go. Make sure and go get your rapture mugs. Uh, tape sold separately. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Get a hockey helmet and put tape on your helmet saying Rapture. Uh-huh. You can do that free of charge of, on, with your own gear. You know, just... I think my head's getting bigger. This hat keeps wanting to pop off. <laughs> <laughs> my hair's getting bigger. Uh, well, I was 10 when I bought this. <laughs> Maybe you'll, you'll take it up to the clouds with you. Yeah. See y'all later. Okay, Joe. Over and out.